Greetings, and welcome to A Peak Beneath the Veil, the podcast edition. If you happen to find our D&D adventure a compelling one, feel free to support the show by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch. Find which tier best fits your coin purse and discover the rewards that come with it. You can even peruse the Patreon while wearing your very own Tabletop Notch merch. Available now at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. I'll apologize now that my girdle is not one of the options. Now, ready yourself. It's time to dive into this week's episode of A Peak Beneath the Veil. In Season 2, Chapter 10, From Bad to Curse. <laughs> the assault against the Sunken King was only just beginning as Orba stood her ground on the raised platform, her allies ascending the pillars, but frequently rebuffed by the undead servants holding the perimeter. A change in strategy got us moving in the right direction, for though the summoned units did pose a real threat, they rarely targeted Orba with their attacks, so as long as the rest of us can endure the onslaught, we were free to start chipping away at the skeletal monstrosity himself. More than once, it was not our foes, but the terrain itself that proved to be the biggest obstacle, the wind and the wet rocks sending us tumbling to the lowest levels and forcing us to waste time returning to the battlefield. In these moments of vulnerability, the sunken king wound up ferocious two-handed strikes with his corrupted blade, but Orba quickly realized that the shifting colors within his opalescent eyes were telegraphing the attacks an undoubtedly timely discovery, given that she was unlikely to withstand more than one of these vicious blows. Indeed. From a distance, Graven paired up with the young Reaper to chain together cantrips, an effective way to circumvent the heavy-plated armor worn by our adversaries. But it was Ki'imi who put together the final volley that found its mark and broke the spirit of the Sunken King. The obsidian column sunk back into the ground and the storm all but subsided leaving us exposed in the vast meadow to reflect on this victory 
that balanced on the razor's edge. All that was left of the barnacle-encrusted skeleton was a single, gilded skull, and as Orba reached for it, she could feel that after proving herself here, she could call on such a spirit to protect her in the future. At the same time, Kiimi enjoyed just a short bit of respite from the voice in her head, though when it did return, it came with some introspective clarity about the nature of its curse. Centuries ago, before the Ebwoods became a haunted ruin, a husband and wife suspected the local gravedigger of forbidden necromancy, and for his supposed crimes, he was murdered by the sheriff and his men. The voice knew that he played some part in this story, but he wasn't sure which one, so he needed Kiimi to travel to the Ebwoods in the hopes of piecing together additional memories that could help them both better understand why they'd been cursed in this manner. It looked like our halfling friend would be traveling with us for a bit longer, but someone who wouldn't be coming was Sebastian Charles, the elf who'd gotten caught up in the storm and suffered a grisly injury to his arm. Initially, he was bound for the Ebwoods as well, searching for a friend who'd gone missing, but we talked him out of risking his own life and promised to look for clues as to his friend's whereabouts. After traversing through Myriad Meadow, we waited until the trees started to pop up in greater number before making camp a well-deserved rest if there ever was one. <laughs> Despite feeling rather exposed to the elements, it was a mostly quiet night, though during her watch, Orba did hear some scratching and found a symbol etched into a nearby trunk, possible evidence of kobolds that had apparently taken up residence in the ruins. In the morning, we took a moment to reiterate our intentions within the Ebwoods, learn more about Kiimi's predicament, smack the lodestone if we could manage it, and infuse Saphira's bow with additional combat techniques as per Sarndaro's instructions. It was a lot to tackle, but a good night's sleep left us feeling up to the task, and as we rode deeper into the forest, we waited to see if Mr. Curse would pipe up, and we wondered. In what way was Kiimi paying for the sins of others, as was implied by the voice in her head? Was Graven permanently forbidden from using the sending spell, or was it just a one-time punishment for his impudence? And who else besides Erland might be drawn into the Ebwoods by a trail of mysterious nipples? <laughs> we find out now on Season 2, Chapter 11 of A Peak Beneath the Veil. Riding into the Ebwoods is a strange combination of feeling like you're headed deep into the wilderness and feeling like you're approaching civilization. There are winding paths between the trees that are far overgrown, not considered roads at this point. But you do spot the odd pile of stone, crumbling obelisk that at one time were probably trail markers to guide people safely to the inner settlements. You can see on the faces of your companions that everyone has entered a state of vigilance, caution. You're no stranger to the rumors of how this area might be haunted, and now you add to that reports of new reptilian denizens who might lie in wait to ambush anyone straying from the pack. As Saphira pauses to carve another primordial symbol into the bark of a nearby tree, hopeful that Erland will be able to retrace your steps if he hurries to make up for lost time, Kiimi's eyes cast downward. She listens to the voice come through, once again with a kind of meandering, disconnected tone, the sounds of someone straining to remember, rather than recalling with ease. The husband and wife, the ones that were imprisoned for failure to report the necromancy, they were eventually released, but they were wracked with guilt. 
they did not intend for the caretaker to die, especially when they were not certain of what they had seen. Soon they would discover, however, that the worst was yet to come. The murdered caretaker had a sister, who was a priestess of transmutation magic. She had been traveling the continent, but when she returned home to Manasami and found her brother dead, she was distraught. She wanted revenge, but her magic was not destructive in nature. She could not conjure balls of flame or shoot lightning from her fingertips. Instead, she retreated underground. Before it was safe to settle there, the Ebwoods would sometimes get frost worms slithering in from the mountains. Enormous beasts that burrowed a network of complex tunnels beneath the surface. The priestess went into these tunnels and using her ability to manipulate water and earth, started to erode the foundation of the rock. Years went by, and unbeknownst to its citizens, the ground underneath Manasami was weakening. Finally, the earth collapsed into a massive sinkhole, taking most of the town with it. Very few made it out alive. And to this day, the spirits of the innocent haunt this forest. Hundreds of lives lost in an instant. All because a simple letter found its way into the wrong hands. There is more to this story that I have yet to piece together, including my own role in it, and including how your story is connected to mine. Okay, but that's a really great start, buddy. Oh my god, curse high five! That was awesome. Um, don't yes. don't worry about overtaxing yourself. Um, I'm gonna ruminate on this info, and and we'll keep writing further towards the ruins, probably. Right? That might be helpful. Yes. Okay. Curse high five. Curse, frankly, curse fist bump. I think we're that close at this point. Um, we great. must get closer to the ruins. Okay. It is there we will find answers. Great. You rest up, buddy. Keep thinking. And just, you know, tap me whenever whenever you're ready to talk, all right? I'll be here. I'll be listening. I'm here for you. I find that I do have some knowledge of this place. Check the stone markers as you pass them. And follow the ones with this symbol carved into them. It will take you to the Ebwoods Crater. And in your mind, he telepathically sort of conjures mm -hmm. an image of a symbol. So you're not actually seeing, like he's not giving you a piece of paper, right. but this is what the symbol looks like. Straight nipple. Sort of a trail marker <laughs> that uh, the, the sort of stone yeah, pillars no, indicate the direction of the Ebwoods. Awesome. All right. Trip nip it is. So that voice kind of comes in. You get the image of the symbol in your mind and then... You're sort of back. You return. The sort of sounds around you return. The sounds of the forest around you. The clopping of the hooves. Horses. People ride. All right. Um, I mean, we're definitely heading towards the ruins, right? Uh, well, yeah, I certainly fucking hope so. Yeah. Right. I mean, it seems this was the way that we... Should we check a map? Mm. 
I don't know if we have a detailed enough. No, I'm just saying. Oh, we are. Does anyone know? Are we lost? Going well, to the our heart map doesn't of the really forest. cover okay. the. No, no, no. It feels. The trees are getting thicker, right? That, that's yeah, the, probably yeah, a good yeah, sign. Yeah, yes. They are. Uh, we yeah. don't have oh. a specific goal other than no, following the compass. I'm not. I mean, feeling out. Can an I kind of look at you? my bow and? Pretty dormant at the moment. Not making any kind of sounds or, or any glowing or anything. Here's the thing. I don't really know how to look for the most spiritual place. And the last time that this thing started whining, uh, we got sucked into a really dangerous tree. So I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure. Keep your ear. Okay. Out. I guess then. whining is maybe. What if it's like? But how do you tell the difference between excited whining and? Doesn't matter. I'm I have just... a feeling. I have a feeling that the closer that we get to the ruins of the town that was once Manasami, that might be more spiritual. I... The curse told me that a lot of people died there. Right. We were told as well. So yeah. ghosts. That's also the first time Orban Severe have heard Manasami. Graven has heard the name of the town before, um, but that's the first time you guys have heard the name of the town. How do you know that name? How do you think it was the curse voice? Mm. Oh, did has he um, chimed in on anything? Or? He, he's starting to pe- put together the pieces of his past, but nothing right. too helpful at this point other than the fact that we need to get closer towards the ruins, and, and he gave me an idea of an image that might be on some of these these guideposts to look out for. Oh, good. I'll That's let you know if right I see helpful. it. So that, so then that would indicate that I think we are then going in the right. We should keep moving this. Have direction. I seen any of these yet? Give me a perception check. First Oh no! No! Eight. You've passed oh. by a number of sort of crumbling stone pillars. Again, a lot of these are ravaged simply with time. Time has taken moss overgrown. So now that you know that you're looking for that, maybe the next pile you could stop and okay. check it out. But yeah, Let's as of now, you, you didn't see that symbol yet. But okay. you didn't know to be keeping an eye yeah. out for it. Yeah. So. How long ago did the city sink? We don't Hundreds know. of years. Hundreds, yeah. 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 A few hundreds. Like centuries. Of yeah. Well, I haven't laid eyes on the symbol yet, but but I'll be keeping an eye out. Right. Can you sort of d- describe it to us? Is it, um, uh, It's like a like a big nipple with like like a like a line coming out of the top and like two lines coming out of the bottom and like three dots. What kind of nipple has lines? I can't make any drawing that's not a nipple. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. You put a circle in its eye. <laughs> that's all it takes. There are two components to a nipple. This is the only. Two. <laughs> this is just abstract. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. Uh, circle. I'll remember a. Lots of circles. Eyes out for movement as well. Supposedly there are well, many, many kobolds in this area. And then yeah, the story be like quiet, right? Watch so, our volume. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they probably already know where we are, really. Or do we actually want to make lots of loud noises so that they are spooked by well, us? Well, it seems... <laughs> do they do that? Well, Gretchen they told us... They can, if they're in a big pack, they might feel emboldened, but you can definitely... Like, kobolds generally are conflict averse if they feel like outnumbered or scared mm-hmm. like they will sca- they're small they're like calfling size so hey they're like they're little creatures hey that sort of will scatter <laughs> if you spook them yeah if we are sure that their numbers are small yes we could i think it's going to be lots of noise but we are better at being loud than we are being quiet that's absolutely true i mean obviously I, the the concern is that they might be in such numbers that they you know, see that as a threat that they can easily conquer, in which case we're going to be... And this is I mean, their I'm not territory. Saying... Yeah. They it know is. it much better oh. than we. Let's keep following your curse's instructions and 
hopefully we'll be okay. And, oh, we should watch the ground, particularly. The closer we get into the forest, the more likely it could be to sink. I've heard that it just collapses, so when I was talking to Satiri about this place, she mentioned that... was Satiri, I think, that told me that... I think it was the first time you were talking about it, yeah. She told me that it was like quicksand. I mean, it, you... Ichabod you fall said. into the ground, so we also should... less quicksand than like uh, like sinkhole, like crumbling. Oh, okay. It doesn't. It's not yeah. like goopy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it could crumble beneath your feet. Not not. So that's obviously something to be aware of. I think once we get close to the forest, we should maybe leave the horses, so we don't have to walk them through the sinkhole area. And I, I know it's because we've got. We know we're going to get into shit. And I think if we're trying to run out on our horses and we fall into a hole, then that's going to be then we're going to be in it worse than we would be if we were just on foot, so I don't know. We stay spread out. Wait, that, oh, that's a good idea. At least six, eight, ten feet if we can. Well, if we stay First spread weight. out, then... Then what? Doesn't that mean that there's <laughs> a higher probability? <laughs> well, no, but if we stay in a single fire line and one of us falls, then at least it's only one of us, right? Right, then six feet, eight feet behind. Yeah. Of the right. curse offered me some information that might be helpful oh, about yeah. the ground. Oh, yeah, what's up? It sinks because of tunnels. Old tunnels. I don't know if these are tunnels that would be worth checking out. If we're in a bind, maybe we can oh, find yeah, I don't some. know if I want to be in a tunnel that collapses. Though. They are probably hundreds of years old. Or, yeah, that does okay. sound good exactly. to keep in mind. No, that's or very good. That. I'm good at tunnels. Uh, I can makes always my skin crawl a bit, but that's okay. I can check them out. Also, <clears throat> frostworms are enormous. These aren't like tunnels that you just, like, all fours crawl through. Like, you could... Five gravens stacked on top of each other could walk through. Oh well, we don't know God. if there are still frost. Oh, no, they're almost definitely not still there. Oh, that was oh. way before. But <laughs> the tunnels themselves are not ones you that you have, that. like... <laughs> you say that. Through. Yeah. Okay. Some old so, frost worm down there. <gasps> do, do we know if kobolds are little burrowy little boys? They, they can like burrow. The they mostly stick to, uh, like, uh, infesting um, something else's burrow. Like, if something else... Like yeah, like if something else abandoned <laughs> its lair, kobolds will move in into that okay. into there. Yeah, they they they're opportunistic oh. in that way. So, yes, investigate perhaps, but that could be a great breeding ground for many kobolds. Well, it's it, it's a really good home for them, so I'm sure they're going to defend it, you know, fully. Let's proceed quietly, calmly. Single file. Single file. So we're going with quietly and calmly, and not stomping. For now, yes. Okay. Spaced out. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Horses? Small, yes. Who's got the smallest horse among us? Uh, They're all about the same size. <laughs> I'll be in the middle, perhaps. Okay. Maybe not in the front. I'll take up the tail. You want to lead? I guess I'll lead because I'm theoretically the lightest. Just well, also, leading. you know the symbol, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. No, I, I'm. That's yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. I thought you were calling me a skinny legend. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you look great. <laughs> So as you continue to ride, guys moving forward now in like a single file line-ish, like more sure. or less, you start to see some irregularities in the forest floor. You see kind of a tree partially uprooted at the base, levels of terrain butting up against each other, separated by a few inches, like at uneven heights. There's a few bowl-like kind of depressions in the grass that are anywhere between five to ten feet in diameter, all just evidence of unstable terrain. And it, for now, the ground feels pretty sturdy, but it does sort of put that at the forefront of your mind, the possibility that as you get closer and closer to the center oh. of the woods, you might have to watch your step, choose your roots carefully, lest the ground kind of crumble beneath you. Ugh. The horses, as you're riding, are of particular concern. God damn it, 
partially because of their heft, but also because of a lack of dexterity. Yeah. In the event that something kind of collapsed, one of you might be able to jump out of the way, whereas a horse probably wouldn't be able to do that, it would kind of fall in, unable to kind of shift its weight or cling to a ledge. And depending on how far you go, it, everyone's kind of thinking that you may need to find a safe place to tie up the steeds. Not quite yet. The ground still feels Everyone's sturdy. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Someone rides confidently forward, ready to let their horse take Party horse, come forward. So you're kind of keeping an eye out for any kind of small outcroppings, any place where you might be able to conceal the horses and fetch them at a later time. Um, who is holding the... Uh, lodestone, Ebwood's lodestone compass. Is that all mm-hmm. very Great. So as you continue to ride forward, and as you see Kiimi looking off to the left and right for some of those stone piles, maybe, the compass has started to swing, and before where, if you like moved it around in your hand, the, the pointer would just swing anywhere. It's not pointing directly at something, but it's started to limit oh. the kind of triangle that it sways within. So now it looks almost kind of metronome-like, like it's swinging okay. vaguely. And it does appear to be generally in the direction that you were headed. So swings to the left a little bit, then back to the right, and back to the left. So slowly picking up a little bit of a scent of the lodestone. Love that. I'm going to keep it up. We'll see if these. <laughs> Carefully investigating any large stone to serve as a trail marker... You chart a course through the woods that follows, you see some of the symbols Mm -hmm. that you recognized in your mind. So you start to follow those. You see one that looks like a different symbol, kind of turn away from that one, find the one that you're looking for, start to head in that direction. You enjoy the kind of crisp, dry air, not a trace of humidity. And strangely enough, very little evidence of wildlife. The vegetation here seems healthy and lush, but other than some persistent background noise of bird calls, a little turtle in the background. There's somewhere to look. There's not a lot of critters. You don't see any common forest fauna. No deer, no rabbits, boar, foxes, nothing like that. After a little while, you peer into the distance. (laughs) And at first, it kind of looks like the trees are shrinking, the typically high branches getting closer and closer to the ground. But it soon becomes clear that you're approaching a downward slope that's gradually getting steeper and steeper. So the tree line is like dipping down as you're looking forward. Not like falling off a cliff, just generally As moving down. As we kind of get to this yeah. place, can I kind of... I really think we should maybe find a place for the horses. I agree. Especially as we're going down here. It just doesn't feel... I've got a bad feeling. I don't want to lose the horses. It'll make the journey really long. It's a good point. Is anybody opposed to taking a moment maybe to put the saddlebags up on like a branch higher out of... I don't want our... There's some valuables in them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are they more likely to get stolen in a tree than they would be on a horse? Well, can kobolds... I'm more thinking of the kobolds if, if they... They can they can climb. They can climb, yeah. Uh, they I, mean, climb. I mean, if you hit it up... It, you're certainly, again, the the trees have a trunk and then the trees, the branches kind of grow upward. So something at the base of the tree is very visible. If you've got something up in are the branches... Are they interested in, like, shiny things? Or are they they love... They're like hoarding creatures. Oh, okay. They, lo- they, w- they are famous for kidnapping... Right. Creatures and then for bargaining, yeah, for ransom. Yeah, they love trinkets, tree. jewels. Uh, yes. I think yeah. we might be better off leaving them with the horses. But if the kobolds find the horses, then they're just going to ransack the horses. I suppose what we could do is leave our horses by a spot and then find somewhere to sort of bury. I think if we put them in a tree that's almost like a giant target. I mean, isn't it easier to hide them? Can I well, use yeah. my paints on like objects? Like, could I paint up the saddlebags real quick? Sure. Yeah. Okay, sick. 
Um, <laughs> yes? Um, idea. I still have a bunch of my paints. Um, how about I right. climb up some of the trees and hide up the saddlebags while you guys tie up the horses? Oh, that'd be brilliant, yeah. That's a great idea. Great. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll help you. Yeah, I'll that. just kind of take my saddlebags. I... Um, everybody give me an investigation check. Oh, gosh. As you just look for a, a decent spot. I mean, the horses are never going to be truly hidden. So it begins. <laughs> 20. 20. Four. 16. 16. It's a natural one. Great. So Safira and Kiimi take a moment just to look around and you find this area that's sort of a outcropping that's sort of jutting up out of the ground, some of that uneven terrain. And it's also sheltered by some kind of tall grasses and trees. It's a decent spot that you could put the horses that if someone wanders right by here, they're going to see them. But it's the concealment's pretty good, all things considered. The cobbles aren't interested in the horses. Probably not. Yeah. yeah they probably Unless they had stuff. Yeah. To ransom them back to them. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they knew they were yours, maybe they were. Tiny bridles. Yes. So you find a decent little spot, more or less in the direction you were traveling, somewhere to to buy the horses. Right. Great. You know, good a place as any, all right? All right. I'm going to hide them. I'm going to be careful to especially, like, cover up any, like, metal or anything that's shiny on the saddles with some yeah. brown Take and Some green. of that paint, greens and browns, yep. you rub them on the bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks, I mean, it's, you kind of, as you're doing it, yeah. you're looking up at the trees. Really scanning. Yeah, trying to match the colors a little bit, and you certainly skilled in that vein. You find uh, the very well-concealed saddlebags there. And slowly, you watch Kiimi kind of sh- sh- shuffle up the trunk of the tree, and you hear a little rustling up above as it sounds like she's kind of f- f- looping right? the saddlebags up. Oh, all good. All good. I'm just going to call down. <laughs> all right. One minute. <laughs> right. It occurs to you that you have four people's valuables in your hands mm-hmm. up here in this tree. <laughs> I'm going to think about I'm going to think. <laughs> I'm going to like think for a moment and be like, no. No, okay, Amy, these are your friends. <laughs> these are your friends. You have friends now. <laughs> I feel like, wait to see if I hear the voice say it and then I can steal any of their stuff and he's not coming around. So I'm just going to be like, okay, don't do it. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to scamper back down. Okay, clean off my hands. All right. Everything's hidden. Okay, great. Uh, right. All right, on foot. Everybody have everything they need. On for, if you feel anything, you know, soft ground, be, step away. I don't know what to say. I guess st- I don't step there. Solid <laughs> advice. That's the best Let's keep going. change. <laughs> and with the strategy changed completely, oh, no. you guys start to approach that oh. slope. And it looks like it's gradually getting a little steeper and steeper. The very beginnings of a slow descent toward the inner ring of the Ebwoods, where the ruins lie, perhaps. The slanted terrain looks like it could start to get dangerous for an unsure-footed traveler. Tripping on the underbrush at the wrong time could send you tumbling and gaining momentum without an easy way to stop yourself that doesn't involve colliding with a tree. And such hazards are precisely what also makes it an excellent spot for traps. And right now, you see a head with a mop of reddish-brown hair popping up above the fallen leaves. And it's followed by kind of one arm and then another arm and someone pulling themselves up out of some kind of hole that's been dug into the ground. So this is still, you know, 50 something feet off from you guys. You start to see someone emerge. And breathing heavily as you pull yourself back up to the surface, you you take a couple steps away from the edge of the pit and you haven't seen or heard. The wind is kind of blowing through, the leaves rustling and you lean against the closest tree, protecting yourself from that wind, and you reach into your jacket, and you pull out 
the items that you've procured from the pit. (laughs) The first thing you find in the pit is a strip of cloth, which is what caught your eye initially. It's kind of grayish with a silver trim, denoting status as one of the executive assistants to the council. There's a smear of blood that's mostly dry, but has just a hint of dampness to it. So if someone got hurt, it might have happened pretty recently. The second thing that you picked up was an empty, cracked potion bottle. Crimson droplets still clinging to the glass. A healing potion that indicates that the person, if they injured themselves severely, might have needed some alchemical aid to get themselves up and out. The third thing that you find is a collection of four jet black feathers. Bigger than a crow's, possibly a raven's, unsure what purpose they serve. And the last thing that you find is a torn piece of parchment with a kind of grid covered in scrawled symbols. It's meaning elusive to you, but intriguing because of where you found it which was stuck to a tree root that was jutting out of one of the walls of the pit. So if someone, possibly your quarry, was climbing up out of this pit trap, it might have like gotten caught on it and torn. And this person might not have even noticed that they lost it. Presumably they might have gone back down to get it. So this one in particular is of interest to you. You have no idea what the symbols mean, but you have a torn piece of parchment with a whole bunch of scrawled symbols on it. So once again, the items that you found Piece of bloody cloth, uh, and broken potion bottle, not particularly important. It's a, it's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some raven's feathers, four raven's feathers, and then the piece of parchment that you have. Mm-hmm. As the breeze stops, the leaves around you settle a little bit. And it's suddenly very quiet, which is when you hear some shuffling footsteps. Sounds like it's coming from a little above you and behind the tree. It's accompanied by some just sounds of, again, sort of sliding through some of the leaves that have fallen on the ground. And you take the items, you kind of stuff them back in your jacket pocket so they're out of sight. And you wait and you listen. So you have your back against a tree and the sound sounds like it's coming from that direction. Malik, I know you're out there. Everybody give me perception checks other than Robin. (laughs) Where are you going? Don't get too quiet. 19. Seven. Dirty 20. Six. And Safira, sort of leading the slow descent down, you hear a name. Malik. Something. A voice. Oh, Oh my gosh. As soon as I hear that, I'm going to, like, put my hand up. I heard a name. Malik, is that you? You cannot run from me forever. Uh, should we call out to this guy? I don't know. I don't know. Do we hear that next time? Yeah, that one you heard, yeah. I don't know how we want to do this. Do we want to just run up on him? Or Give me a perception check, also. Sophia is the first one to speak. Seven. Uh, plus whatever your oh. perception is. Of course, perception. Eleven. Eleven. Hard to place it, but the voice sounds a little familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Which is curious, 
in the middle of the Ebwoods. Familiar, and it's not Malik, which is sort of the familiarity that you were anticipating. Mm -hmm. I do not think that it is a kobold. It could be someone that the kobolds have trapped. Oh, 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 right. Well, then should we help him? Oh, should we ready attacks? I can hear all of you. Show yourselves. You show yourself. Who goes first? What do you mean, us first? You're you're outnumbered, mate. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck's sake. I know you. Who is. (laughs) I know you. That's fucking Robbie. Oh my goodness, you never met. Well, you never met. You brought her, right? Yeah, Ravi, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, from Orban. Orban, Safira. Safira Sarah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, from the uh, ravine. Yeah, from the creeping ravine. This is somebody we met so long ago. Um, okay. New friends. So, yeah, who are these two? What? Okay. So this is the Goliath that was passed out in our cart, mm-hmm. if you remember him. You yep. recognize I him? Do. His <laughs> eyes are open now, but you recognize him? Yeah. He looks better. He looks much better. Yeah, I'm sure he feels better too. Uh, Kaimi, we picked her up. Uh, she was running from the Elatrians. Uh, she's she's brilliant. She's, yeah, so. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We hung out with your brother. <gasps> we he did. Yeah, uh, south of oh, the yeah. garrison. He, he, right. he did. He looks better. Well. He's doing much better. Oh, good. Yes, he is. He's not with me right now, but he's doing much better. Oh, you are right. You are still with the broken crown. Are you out there on out here in broken crown business? As you say that, also as you say broken crown business, you take a look at his attire. No purple, no black. Oh. So he's either wearing his sort of civilian clothes, or yeah. So you notice that mm. he's not wearing the colors as he was last time. He was in a full yeah. uniform. Undercover? Yes. <laughs> I am on a sensitive mission, and therefore I cannot wear my colors. Does that seem true? Oh, wait, really? Make an inside check. Oh. <laughs> It's good. Uh, Nineteen. Oh. It mostly does seem true. It seems like there's more. It seems like there's more to it than that. Right. But right. it 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 does not seem like a lie. Okay. Well, you were right. You were looking for someone that I think wasn't Malik. Uh, yes, yes. Um, first of all, what are you doing in the Edwards? Uh, what are right. you doing in the Edwards? You first. We have. A number of businesses here, but are you tracking someone or are you trying to help someone? Because if we have another enemy here, we'd like to know it. Oh, yeah. He's not necessarily an enemy. So, after I left you two, we were transferred to the city of Cotil. Mm-hmm. Soldiers of the Broken Crown. You remember that? Uh, Amari told you that yeah. as well. There was an assassination attempt on an elected official there, and I'm investigating exactly what happened. And this man, this Malik, knows what is happening. I tracked him leaving the city, heading in this direction, and so I'm trying to find him here in the Epwoods. Why would he come into the Epwoods? This is what I'm trying to find out. Well, it seems like a pretty easy place to lose somebody, I guess. So he knows that you are after him. I don't believe he knows. Oh. When I heard footsteps... I found this bloody cloth with fresh blood upon it. I found this parchment with symbols. Fuck's sake. Okay. I had to assume a Malik fell into this pit trap, and when I heard footsteps, I just assumed that it was him. I'm trying to keep my distance, because wherever he is headed, he's going to find me some answers. It looks like someone fell in and then got their way back out. Correct. Oh, I hate the pits here. I'm really not. 
I mean, you take a peek over the edge. You can see it, you're glad that Ravi didn't fall into it. There's spikes at the bottom. There's like wooden spikes, oh. and it was covered with you know a sort of thin mesh of of cloth that had leaves or something covering it. So whoever it was fell in. There's blood on the spikes. You can see it there, like a dark reddish color on the spikes. So, yes. so we were coming from dead east, mm. and yeah. we haven't seen. But what what does he look like? We haven't seen anyone. He's a dwarf with black hair, and he's wearing a, a sort of golden headband on his head. Oh, definitely okay. not anyone like that. So, this Malik is potentially an accessory to murder, or he just has knowledge of the assassination? It's a complicated story. This man, who is the assassination attempt was upon him, is a man named Varid Stendhal. He's an elected official in Kotil, and he runs vermin control and containment, which is a much more important job in the city of Kotil than it sounds. There are rats everywhere. Sure. Oh, Many people assumed that the assassination attempt was a political one, but I cannot help but think that there's something more going on here. This and man... That, and just as a cl- that rat problem... Yeah, I was right? So <laughs> you're, you have some history from Dillasoon, but yeah. you actually, your parents you remember at one point were asked to yeah. go to, to Katil for their expertise. Yeah. They ultimately refused, but they work in a similar industry yeah. and they were they needed more people because they have a real problem. Yeah. Your mother was a ratter? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Um, there's a huge rat problem in Katil and many people assumed that he was there was an assassination attempt because he was not doing his job, but this felt personal. This felt strange to me. So... As I said, I'm not wearing my broken crown colors, and I began to ask around and figure things out. A woman who works for Mr. Varid, the VCC man, she speaks to me, and she tells me that many of her record-keeping duties and her clerical work has been passed up to higher-standing people on the committee. Normally, these people would not lower themselves to do reports and numbers, but they seem very interested in the numbers of rats and the locations of rats in our city. So I break into the offices of Vermin Control, and I find something very strange. Instead of just clearing up these rodent infestations, it seemed like Mr. Varid was relocating rats to different areas of the city. I look, I find in one graph, there are two sets of graphs, one looking everything normal, here are rats, and there are rats, and then there is a second uh, bunch of documents that says that there are a number of rats in one neighborhood one day, and then the same number of rats disappear from that neighborhood and end up in a different neighborhood. Why would you need to cycle... Individual tracked rats. They know which rats are where and correct which. Estimates, but yes. That is bizarre. And obviously really suspect, because... I mean, what are you doing with a bunch of rats (laughs) other than experimenting on them? And how exactly do you take an exact number of rats from one neighborhood and put them into another neighborhood? Uh, this is an insane question. I grant you that, but is is it the real the real rats, right? Like you, you squash them, they die. I believe, as, as far as I know, you from your stay in there, they seem yeah. mostly like normal. Rats. And they're like, you know, because normally if you have a population of rats, it's not like a finite number. Like that number will grow exponentially until something catastrophic happens. Like those rats will fuck and reproduce until they absolutely I mean really like I'm surprised that the whole city's not actually overrun Correct. and you're sure this isn't I mean, that's a murder job is to keep due to incompetence because if you're just shuffling the rats around then that is I would suppose not vermin control that's vermin hospitality I don't 
I believe he's doing it for specific reasons. I don't. Maybe he's well, punishing he certain people. Maybe he's punishing certain neighborhoods. Maybe he's trying to scare people away or bring people in. I am not sure. But I take this information to the city council, and I tell them what I find. He does nothing to refute my allegations, but instead he yells at me. Meanwhile, this Malik, his assistant, he leaves the room, and by the time we return to their offices, the second strange set of documents are gone. You've taken it upon yourself to investigate all this. The yes. Broken Crown... The Broken Crown didn't send you out here. You're... No. So... I have so many questions. Mm. Well, I... Are people getting sick in the city? I'm not, not sure. more than usual at the moment? <laughs> not... Yeah. I mean, people get sick, sure, but not more than usual. Have you ever seen one of these rats? <laughs> when was the last time you saw a rat in your city? I... Listen, I know something about rats, all right, guys? Oh, we don't need to get into They're it. everywhere. Depending on where you live, they are everywhere. Do they look like big rats? Do they look like they've been chewing on magical waste? No. No. Magical oh, well, then never mind. Waste. I don't know much about these rats. <laughs> <laughs> are they... Do you have... I come from a long line of rat catchers. Oh. But nice. you have experience with magical waste. Look, where, where I'm from, the rats, they got a little bit out of hand, and that's... One of the reasons why I'm so good at camouflage and other things, because you gotta get really smart to capture the magical rats. rats. You God, they really rats. will eat anything. They're eating magical waste. Yeah. Why? Okay. That's well, anyway, I sympathize. I, I think that if Malik fell in this hole, there's a good chance he hasn't gotten far, mm. as he's obviously been injured. We could either spread out or go in groups and try to track some blood right now. Look, I think him. spreading out in an area that we don't know whether a bunch of pit traps is I, not a good idea. I so I together, say no. We follow the blood trail. Yes. I, oh, yeah. That I agree with. May this. I suggest we do so quietly? I'm trying to find out why he's going to the Ebwoods. I found a map in the offices of the VCC of the Ebwoods. There's no reason why anyone should be interested in this place. It is cursed. It is haunted. It is gone for hundreds of years. So why this man is coming to the Ebwoods in the first place makes no sense to me. I look at this map. I, I did not have time to bring it with me. But oh. there was a circle around the northeastern part of the Ebwoods. All right. Okay. And underneath it, a caption that read, I don't understand what this is, but Lodestone. <gasps> oh, we can help you there, buddy. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. We know exactly what that One is. One of the reasons we, that we, we are here. But that's great. Okay, so. I say we head, anything? follow the blood trail, and then onto that Lodestone if Was we Was there anything circled on that map that said, you know, this is a, this is a really spiritual place? <laughs> I had, no. <laughs> okay. Any other markers? <laughs> Significant markers? Not that I can recall. I, I, I did not have time to bring Why didn't them. Did you bring it? I, I mean, it would me have been it. stealing documents from the office. The Correct. Point. Are we in this? We're like the southwest side right now, right? Southeast. southeast. Yeah, you came from. The, oh, southeast. So we just need to go up. Okay. <laughs> Roughly. Just go up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you're there. You went up. You're there. <laughs> if, uh, do you know? Presumably, uh, based on your memory of the map, where we are at the moment, if we traveled north to where that circle was, it would take us through the actual, like, center of the Ebwoods. Yeah, the ruins. Yes, I mean, the, it was not just the northeastern Ebwoods, it was the northeastern of the ruins. Of the ruins. Oh, <laughs> what Thank you. Gretchen said that is where the kobolds are hanging out, right? Or am I wrong? Am I misremembering that? It's possible. I, I think... 
reptile people that walk on two legs? Uh, yeah. Have you seen them? I hope not to. Oh, well, they're probably, unfortunately. We've already seen at least, well, we think. Well, we, we didn't see it One of them eyes. has seen us, actually, which is worse, uh, and they made a mark. Can I see that? Okay. Oh, yeah. They yeah, it looks like, like they could be kobold and sprawling. That, this one, that was, was it that one, or was it a, well, no, it was a circle. It was a, no, it was no. a square. Oh, no, it was a square with an X. No, I'm confusing square. our nipple with Yeah, yeah, no, it was a square. So, that's not here. But, of course, it's ripped. And none of these, show it to her, none of those uh, are the symbol you're looking for? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, sorry, I hope you don't mind. We're just passing your paper around. Please, any help. You saved my brother's life. Oh, yeah, that was this, I mean, I there's mean, aspects the- of the... <laughs> there's the cross, and this one has... That could have been... See, that's partially the... So these box. have sure. quite a little written language. Well, impressive, honestly. What I would propose... Um, well, we, we have several things we need to get done, since you've been so forthright with us. Uh, one of the things, actually, we need to do is activate the lodestone. Um, she'll take out her compass... Apparently should be easy, just a big bonk. Yeah, so the, these compasses are drawn to these particular lodestones um, to use in, in lieu of the traditional compass, but this one needs to be reactivated, so we just go and we bonk it. So this kind of has like a general idea of the direction we need to go, and I think it gets more focused as we get closer. No, I hope one so. Thing. Another thing is very complicated and weird, but you... Yes. We need to go uh, just to the Ebwoods ruins in general. So I'm, I'm sure that the northeast corner will be a suitable part of the ruins for my purposes as well. Yes, but we must tread carefully. I must find this man and figure out what he is doing. The larger the group, the better, I feel like, right? Because then maybe we'll scare off some smaller amounts of lizard people? I would hope. You, Ew, we'll you see. came from the west. So? Yes. yes. Yeah, the southwest. Yeah. Okay. So oh, you, yes. you you haven't much been much more north than this yet. No. Have you also happened right. to see a blonde man named Quintus walking around anywhere? I have not. Okay. I'm sorry. I was just curious. Hmm? Should we? Have we met Quintus? That was the elf guy's one. Oh. Uh, you remember the one who had no arm? <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, oh. Looking out for a friend. <laughs> totally. So going on. Totally forgot about that. Guy. We forgot about that guy whose arm has been torn off. <laughs> we only saw him like three hours ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I right. feel so bad. I forgot. <laughs> Uh, okay. Robbie, uh, if we do see these cobalt things, um, just letting you know, they have some magical resistance. Ah. So uh, hit them with something hard. Understood. Yeah. Hmm. Forward? Oh, forward. North. Watch the spikes and your well. feet in be light on your feet, I suppose, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys start to work your way. So as you're moving further down, it's that sort of uncomfortable moving down a hill where you kind of have to keep your weight back and kind of shift your way down. It's getting sort of more steeper and steeper as you continue down the the, uh, the decline here. Oh, yeah, looking for blood tracks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody give me an investigation check. Feel free, sir. Oh, that's not great. Ooh. Those ones are hard to read. That's not usually supposed to be. Ooh. 25. You have got to be shitting me. 18. 17. 17. Great. 
So, Kaimi, you see it, it's kind of toppled over and the stones are spaced out a little bit. Like, it looks like this uh, terrain used to be more upright, mm-hmm. but you see one of the stones has that symbol on it. So, you're heading in the right direction, but that pillar has been kind of spread mm-hmm. out along the hill here. Mm-hmm. You guys find no other traces here yet of traps. Ravi's sort of a little familiar with what they might look like. You saw that webbing blanket of leaves. You sort of make sure that there isn't any patches that look suspiciously coalesced there of some of the fallen leaves. Make sure not to find anything. Is there a way that if I were walking in front that I can like put a stick or something out in front of me to kind of like like wave the leaves sure, away? Sure, like a walking stick yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. You find a suitable okay. kind of stick that... Just to detect these traps. Could yep. I play find traps? You could. Do I would love to do that. Go ahead and read that. Sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. The trap for any purpose of this spell includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable, which was specifically intended as such by its creator. (laughs) Thus, the spell would sense an area affected by the alarm spell, a glyph of warding, or a mechanical pit trap, but it would not reveal a natural weakness in the floor, an unstable ceiling, or a hidden Uh, sinkhole. So it's not just going to reveal... As long as the intention was a trap, you would see it. So it's not going to find something that's just like an unstable portion of ground. But if the kobold set up a trap, it yep. would do that. What is the duration on that? Just so the duration is instant. Uh, does it have a... Let's see. It does not say... It just happens once. A trap is yeah. present. Okay. You don't learn the location of each trap, but you do learn the general nature of the danger posed by a trap you sense. Great. So it works yep. for 120 feet, but just for the casting of it. So it doesn't like follow you. Gotcha. You would have to cast it again later if you gotcha. wanted to detect more traps. Okay. So you take a moment to focus and kind of reach for those threads of magic, and you reach out sort of with your senses as best you can, and you open your eyes and you take a look around. It looks like there are several other pit traps on this slope. You guys aren't close to one. The one that you guys passed by was the one. It looks like they sort of spaced them out, so anyone coming down might fall into one of them. So you can kind of point out where there's one kind of by the base of a tree over there. There's one that looks like it's hidden by some tall grass over there. So it's obvious that this area is laden with traps. So keeping a careful watch is a good is a good use of your time as you continue on. In addition, you find no more traces of blood at all. That's suspicious. It's difficult to tell if that's mm. because of the kind of underbrush that's making it difficult to see. There isn't a lot of smooth surfaces. But also, if he chugged a healing potion right away, that can kind of quickly congeal a wound. Um, it's not going to heal like a, a massive gash or anything, but it could stop him from like actively bleeding. So you do know from the broken potion bottle that he might be... It hurt, but not sort of leaving a trail of blood. Mm. So, you guys continue on. You've gotten snatched. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I would have snatched. <laughs> I imagine you'd like to speak to this Malik rather than outright would, kill them. Uh, well, well found. I would like to see why he's in these woods and what he wants from the Lodestone. He's asking if he has permission to murder Malik on no. site. If not it just thumbs up. <laughs> Was that not what you were getting at? No, I just mean, do we want to speak with him? Would we rather yes. detain him? Yes. Okay. Just asking. <laughs> uh, I want it to be clear. Are we detaining him or are we just this? trying to talk to him first? And then if he attacks, then we'll worry about detaining him. I mean, you said you think he knows that somebody's on his tail. Yes. I'm so. just saying, if I were approached by this particular group, I wouldn't exactly... I'd be a little, you know, frightened, I think, so... So we'd 
detain him. No, I'm so. saying we might not need to use any force. Our presence may be force enough. Okay. But we'll see. He may not be the most happy to see me. Well, sure, sure. Detainment. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and also, I mean, if he sees you before he's doing whatever he's come here to do, you might not find out what he came here to do. Yeah. So part of, you know, making sure that you're not sort of spooking him as it were. I see. So further down the slope you go, making slow but steady progress. There's little in the way of conversation taking place as you all sort of concentrate very deeply on each step. Ravi very mindful, knowing that he spotted some of those traps along the hill, other obstacles, maybe patches of tall grass before you place a foot upon it. As if fast-forwarding through the seasons, the leaves on the trees are gradually shifting to a yellowish-orange. <laughs> the way the light comes through them, it's a little disorienting. It's almost as if the sun is starting to set with an amber glow around you, even though you know that it's far too early in the day for that. That breeze has picked up again. But the breeze, too, is a little confounding. At one moment, it seems to be coming from the west, and then <laughs> changes direction swiftly. At one point, even feels like it's coming up from your feet toward the sky, and you can see your companion's cloaks kind of <laughs> flapping as it moves like they're standing atop an air duct or something. Can I check my <laughs> You can. It looks totally normal. No glowing, can no I kind of at all. Anything, guys? Does anybody want to say? This isn't spirity enough for you? I've got nothing. No one... You hear a, little, hear a little bit of quiet grumbling coming from Sephira as she looks at her paw. Nothing. I don't know what the problem is. This feels spirity to me. Feels spiritual to me. I don't know. The wind's... I, the, no. Something tells me when we I'm are... Kinda, can I kind of hold the bow up as though I'm offering it? <laughs> like, you know. I don't have that problem. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Yeah, like, it goes, uh, no, no uh, indication of sort of activity, but also no whining. Nothing, nothing like when you pass by the. the yeah, I guess at least they're not complaining. Something <laughs> tells me when we are in the right place, you will know. It will be very apparent. We will know. Please tell me. Why is she talking to this stick? <laughs> it has the spirits of animals in it, so oh. I don't know if they can hear me though. Sure. I'm gonna kind of embarrass, <laughs> kind of like put it around my back again and just quietly listen. Perform a, some kind of like a ceremony or ritual in order to improve the bow's tactics in battle. Yes. Yeah. It's th that's about as good as I can reduce it anyway. <laughs> if it works, I can shoot the bow, become a wolf or you know tortoise or bear or whatever, and then I can go right back to where I started. So, should be worth it if it works. I have to die though. She's really excited about it. Don't, just don't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> One thing at a time. Okay. Guys, continue on. One elf out and another in. This party is volatile. Soon there will come a time when we must part and take our own path. Are you prepared for that? Listen, buddy. I'm going to miss you. I know you're going to miss me too, but our ultimate goal is to still separate ourselves from each other so that my mind can be free and you can walk into eternal bliss or something, whatever dead people are supposed to do. When I say we, I mean you and I from the party, not you and I from each other. Okay, well, we're on different pages. <laughs> um, yes. 
eventually I recognize that my our goals are going to be separate from these guys. But can't we just like live in the moment and like have fun while we have friends, please? I'm having a good time. Or is anything coming back to you? The fall air, the weird wind that's coming up from our feet? Is this conjuring anything for you? <sighs> Pissed him off. <laughs> Sensitive. If I see Rocky like I am the person <laughs> talking to herself, I'll just, I'll give him like a. You guys always have a lot going on. <laughs> it's true. Yep. That wind picks up a little bit more. It has kind of a strange, unique intonation as well. Starts out with kind of an innocent. But it it ends each torrent with a very strange, like... Stop. Like someone pushing the last bit of air out. I kind of want to... Can I kind of ride next to Orba a little closer? And Mm -hmm. uh, so, sensing maybe undead stuff? Are you sensing undead stuff? How are we feeling with undead stuff? (laughs) I feel nothing. Because it sounded for a second like the wind was whispering, and I didn't like that. Uh, Sephira? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's keep our heads. Yeah? This place is pretty yes. weird. It's very weird. Let's let's uh, have, a, have an eye towards skepticism if we start seeing things. Right, so you don't have like a, like a, like a, t- like a sense, like a tingle for that kind of... Never mind. I'll just. I don't think so. Okay. Not at the moment. With the thing, <laughs> you know. When you're, you know. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I understand. No. I, I sense nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So you guys move forward a little further. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> In your peripheral vision, all of you, you start to see little flickers of dim blue light sort of ethereal-looking strands. But when you try to turn your head to look directly at them, they disappear. So they're always kind of just at the edges of your vision. And they disappear every time you go to look. And sort of in your head, you're replaying some of the conversations you've had with people, the haunting of the Ebwoods, the spirits that run throughout these ruins and the forest. Sort of trying to keep your cool as you understand that you're going to be moving through territories that these undead spirits are keeping a watch over. You feel a little physical manifestation, sort of a hot breath on the back of your neck. Ooh. A light touch on the arm. No. A little whisper in the ear. Everybody give me perception checks. Ooh. Hot <laughs> breath? Why is their breath hot? They're deceased. <laughs> What's making it warm? Um, perception? 11. I wish I had a better model. Finally. 13. 13 also. Natural 20. 17. As you guys are looking around, you see in the trees, on one on one tree and one on another, Orbis spots one, Ravi the other, a couple more scrawled symbols. It looks like someone's taken a cloth and carved into the bark of the tree a couple of symbols. One of them looks like this. Oops. So one of them's like, like, almost like a little hat, like a little bump, mm. and then a line. Mm. That was the one you saw before. <laughs> hat with a line. And the other one that you see is 
Oh, the one that you oh, see no. is. Can you get it? You got it. <laughs> the other one that you see is this one, the same one that you saw before. So another sort of square oh, with an X through it, that's and then that sort of bump with the line. So you see those two possibly kobold scrawled markings on the trees there. Mm denote something that you're not familiar with at this point. And once again, neither of those markings appear on the page that you've been given. You've got like a kind of close one. Which one? Well, that one kind of looks like that little bump, like yeah. almost like a hack. Uh, no, not a hack. But in the wrong Crook. direction. Yeah. And there's an X, but a circle, not a square. And you Maybe. guys can see Ravi sort of holding up the page, looking at one of the symbols on the tree there. Maybe it's like a, a symbol language that's evolved over the centuries, or I'm not, I don't know. Um, the last time we saw the square with the X in it, there was a lizard guy around, so maybe we want to be extra oh, yeah, let's All right. do that. Yeah. You rolled a natural 20 on them? Yeah. In addition to the symbol scrawled into the tree, as you walk over, you see the scrawling, and as you kind of move over to look at it, the ground beneath your feet in this area is rather soft. It's sort of soil underneath your feet. And as you move just past sort of a, a patch of grass, you look down at your feet, and there's footprints moving through there, sort of in the direction that you were headed. Not creature footprints, like a boot, oh. like booted footprints Ooh. moving in the same direction <laughs> that you were headed. Oh, Ravi, over here. Yes. Mm. I was going to point down. Boots. They look like a humanoid, could be dwarven-sized foot. Huh. That must be him. Okay, how smart is this Malik guy? Like, smart enough not to get kidnapped? Because if we see him, he might be bait for us. Uh... He's an intelligent guy. He's yeah. he's not like a survival expert, to your knowledge. He's just he's like a council member. He's an yeah. assistant to the council member. So assistant more of a more of an so pusher. <laughs> more of a political <laughs> mind than a than a ranger's mind. But but I not. Don't think we have to worry that we're being played. By. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and worry for all of us. <laughs> I'm less worried about getting played by him. But exactly what you said is right. He could have been snatched because the. Uh, Kobolds decided that we looked like people who wanted to negotiate for a ransom for this Malik guy, which, you know, we won't. We will just kill them. So, regardless, mm, the bad shoes team. are going this way. Great, let's quietly. You guys trying to move quietly through here? Everybody give me stealth check. Come on. Oh, yeah, you have no. Oh my, nice. that's cocked, right? Is that cocked? Someone yeah, that's, that's cocked. Thank you. Uh, 23. Oh, oh, and it's still oh. shitty. 17. Oh, my goodness. 17. Oh, my. <laughs> 11. Three. Three. Oh. Sorry, guys. Plus six. You guys start to follow those tracks, and they kind of disappear and reappear mainly because the ground isn't all soil. It goes over rock for a little bit, returns to soil, so you're kind of tracking those footprints as best you can as you continue to move through the area. And then you all hear a sound all at the same time, and all of your kind of heads turn in the same direction, in the direction of the sound, and piercing through the relative quiet of the woods here, a screeching voice fills the air around you. Help! Help me! Please! And you turn over, and there's someone, a very, that same sort of bluish color, the spectral sort of threads that you were seeing in the peripheral of your vision. It's a human figure, a human man, and he's like sunk up to his chest into the ground, and he's reaching his hand out in the general direction of the party, and so he, he looks like he's falling deeper and deeper into the soil or the grounds. Or, Don't leave me! 
please! Nobody touch him. <laughs> How far is he from you? Like 15, 20 feet away. I'm Can sorry, I... he's blue and ethereal? Or yes. He, yeah. looks, he looks like a looks, grave digger. He looks, um, give me a perception. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a... Or a husband or a wife. <laughs> uh. Describe to me what a husband looks like. <laughs> Does he have? 16. Like a... 16. The attire that he's wearing seems more commonplace. Not mm. like a grave digger. Yes. Yeah, he's not wearing like heavy gloves or anything. Okay. Like standard sort of not commoner attire. Not a sheriff attire. either. Not that you could tell, yeah. So he's reaching his hand out. You can see him straining and you see his eyes kind of bulging and at one point it kind of he shifts lower into the ground. Please! Nobody touch him. Please! Spirits could be tri- playing tricks. Either way, he's already dead. Um, can Orba just cast Mage Hand just to see like how that, like if the hand passes through him, how it kind of uh, interacts with his... I think, uh, let me look up Mage Give him hand. a high five. I, 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 yeah. I think Sorry, Mage Hand buddy. passes What's through What's that <laughs> drowning meme where the person's drowning? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. Um, uh, like if it passes, I, I think Mei Chang passes through corporeal things, but I just want to see how it interacts. Sorry, yes, yeah. how it interacts with this thing in okay, general. Okay, so the mage hand appears. You watch the little hand appear, and are you like reaching for his hand with it? What do you? I guess so. Yeah, like hand? I'll pretend to like okay. simulate that. He, the hand appears, and he sees it. He registers it and reaches out for it, and it just passes right mm. through. It doesn't have any sort of effect on him physically. Okay. <laughs> And he disappears underneath the ground after a moment. Look, this is going to be really awful, but I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of this and we just have to ignore it and keep going. Can we talk to these things? Can they tell us if we're heading in the right direction? If they've seen uh, Malik, if they've, can they help us in any way? It seems to me like they might be trapped in reliving the moment of their death when everything sunk in this town. I would be willing to guess exactly that, that they're trapped in a moment of time. We shouldn't trust anything they say. They're experiencing the past, not what's happening right now. If there's more... And once more... And you look, all the heads swing in the opposite direction. And this time, there's another spectral man, and he's like on all fours, but his back leg is pinned on this giant piece of rubble. And the rubble itself is spectral, too. It's not like an actual boulder. It's a big, blue, sort of pulsing boulder. And he's trying to pull at his leg, and you can see that, like, the bones are broken in his leg. And he's trying to pull at it. Please, hey, move it, please. I can't do it. And he's, like, pushing up against the rock, but he can't get his foot free. Look at him. Can you hear me? Yes, please! What? Have you seen anyone else come this way? Please help! If I go up and try to touch the rock, is the rock corporeal? It's physical. You can touch it. Yeah. We oh. should, let's move the rock. Okay, let's move it. Go, 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 go. No, 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 just now. I'm going to try to move the rock. Who's helping here? I'm helping. Right. I will stand back. Okay, uh, we'll say the first three to get there were Ravi, Safira, and Kiimi. All of you give me athletics checks. Oh, please. I'm going to hold a sacred flame to see if he, like, lunges at anyone. Okay. Uh, 17. 17. 11. 11. 11. 11. So with the combined three strength, the three of you, you for a moment you feel like when you put your shoulder up against it that you might just fall through, but it feels solid, solid to the touch. You go up, and the boulder starts to roll, and he finally pulls his leg out, and... He disappears, <laughs> sort of in relief. And in that moment that you sort of helped the man, you feel that sort of energy that was you were using to push the boulder. It kind of swirls around, and you can feel as if you're feeling his emotions, the relief wash over you. Like you feel his energy from this moment in time that was captured sort of pass through you. And you feel an energy almost as if the spirit itself, as it was being released, was like 
just borrowing a little bit of life's essence, the life that was sort of stolen away from it at that moment when he was trapped in the ruins, and he takes just a little piece of essence from you. Oh, that's not good. Oh, I hate that. And you just feel slightly less, like a piece has been taken, some life's essence has been taken from you, and yet it's a conflicting feeling. So you're feeling both the relief of having released this tormented creature, but then also feeling like it is borrowing a piece of you to sort of experience that relief. All of us? Uh, just the three that helped. Just help. the three. Yeah, just the three that You guys helped. had to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was confusing. What? I don't think we should do that again. No. Probably no. not. And at this moment, you hear another sound. You see two spirits walking. A woman, she's holding the hand of a young child at her size. And they seem like they're kind of walking normally, but the woman is staggering a little bit. She just steps back and then forward, and she turns her head, and on the other side of her face, there's a giant, like, indentation in her skull. Like something hit her very hard, and she's holding the hand of her child, and she's moving a little further, and then she sees the party. Please, take it with you. I don't think I'm going to make it. Please. And she's holding the child's hand, like, out to you guys. Orba's eyes are down on the ground. I, I, I'm taking it. I'll be fine. Can Orba try to grab Sephira? Um, yes. <laughs> give me a contested, uh, Orba, give me an athletics check. And Sephira, either athletics or acrobatics to sort of avoid oh, her grab. How the turntables. How the turntables. <laughs> oh, you're going to fucking win. That's is that? Yeah, the edge of that is weird. It really is. Ooh, yo, that's a six. Uh, twelve. Five. Twelve. Sophia, Orba reaches and Sophia <laughs> quickly moves. And are you reaching out for the child's yeah. hand? Yeah. Great, so the child reaches his hand out. You feel the sort of warm touch of her fingers, and then it gets cold. And the woman sort of lets the child's hand go, thank you, and then... Great, now we have a kid. Again, disappears. The child disappears. No, uh, the child... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you feel... Like, I didn't just adopt a ghost child, did I? I didn't want that responsibility. Just a little <laughs> extra touch of life stolen from you or borrowed from you more accurately. Like, it feels like these creatures so tormented and in pain, they're relieved that you're willing to sort of grant them a, just a little bit of life's touch as you sort of save them from the predicament that they Look, I'll be fine. I'll start taking my own advice. There was a fucking kid. I'm sorry. What, what happened is... in this place? What happened to these people? Why is this place sunken like this? I don't understand. Does your curse have anything to say about this? Um, yeah. The reason that it's sunken is because there was a priestess who, 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 who created a bunch of tunnels and eventually the whole town collapsed on purpose. She caused it because it's a long story, but this town did something wrong to somebody. They wrongly accused and murdered someone who happened to have a very powerful sister who decided to sink the town. Oh, okay. And the curse voice in my head, remember Mr. Curse? Uh-huh. He might be the person who was killed. He might be the person who killed him. We don't know yet. Speaking of, buddy. Hey. Anything? <clears throat> very quiet at this moment. Very clear-headed. He has chosen to be very quiet at this moment. Oh, what a convenient time. Does yeah. he know things about the lodestone? Can he point us in the right direction? He hasn't mentioned it, but next time it comes around, I'll ask. Yeah. If this spirit thing happens again, does anyone... <laughs> mind if I try putting it out of its misery first? And as if on cue, you hear a, like, moaning, like... Uh, 
And you turn around and look, leaning up against sort of a tree trunk, a real tree trunk, is a man, and he has like a giant shard of wood, like a splintered piece of wood that's been stuck into his gut, and he's sort of, end it, please. Helig Ild. Do a sacred flame at him. Okay, he fails. (laughs) (laughs) Do I feel anything? A moment passes washes over you that feeling of a little bit of borrowed life and yet relief as well. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Look, I I know that I'm the wrong... I've done it twice now, but I think the more we do this, there are going to be side effects, there are consequences to this. Are I think we should keep are walking. Are you feeling something? Yes. And another noise. This time a sort of underwater noise. Boom. And you look behind you to see swimming like in the air, like he's not in it. He comes up and he catches a breath and then and he looks like he's trapped in something that's filling up with water, but you can't see the water. And he's sort of these things are beyond help. We should move on from here. We should let's please keep moving. Can I try, try to, to try to almost it. shield like Kaimi and Orba's eyes in front of me and just like push watch, them forward? Watch where you're going. And you hear one kind of. <laughs> These souls were tortured long ago. We cannot help them now. I've still got that big like like hood cape thing on, right? So I'm just gonna like shield my eyes and keep my head down from oh, now on. Just keep your head yeah. down. Hood and up. you start to move a little quickly. You like, lose focus on the footprints for a moment, and then you sort of see a, f- a few more of them. Get back on track. Start to push your way through. Who touched some Snake. of these things? <laughs> uh, everyone but Orva. Orva, and then you touch two. I correct? touch two. As you guys continue on, you move out of this uh, this sort of cursed or haunted area. You can feel that bit of life drain taking its toll on you, but also feeling that it's granted you something as well. So, yeah, don't. Those of you who assisted the ghosts now have the bane of the Ebwoods. This is a sort of... Oh. It's not quite a curse. It's more just sort of a, a, a touched sort it's of... It's a mo- bad feeling. <laughs> it's bad vibes. Stacks <laughs> of bane of the Ebwoods are acquired in assisting the tormented oh, spirits I in the Ebwoods. And this is something that you can kind of feel <laughs> as, as you realize that you help these creatures and yet at the same time sort of helped yourself sort of not listening to their misery. Mm-hmm. For each stack... Your max HP is reduced by four. Oh. So four for each of you, if you want to go to max And that's your max HP, not like you lose four HP, like yeah. you can't so get above. So you now can only have yeah. 35. Yes. So, even if you're so you can only have again. 24 now as your maximum. Max. Oh. Minus four, you yep, said? Yep, four. And Safira, you lost 35. eight. 35. <clears throat> yeah, eight yeah. HP, one for each stack, because you touched two of them. Just like put this in For each stack that you have, and I'll do Severus for you because she has two, so I'll mark off two stacks here. You gain inspiration. Fuck. You have two inspirations, which means she's allowed to re-roll a roll. So if she fails a roll, okay. she can right, attempt to re-roll it. So I have checked off. Go ahead and get that. Templates are tricky. <laughs> Matt. Any ghosts around, Matt, that I can... <laughs> what? Oh, you have. Oh, you can no longer be inspired. (gasps) You beach. I can't receive inspiration. You cannot. (laughs) Oh, you little. So you have one stack, but I already crossed off the inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Fuck. Wait, why can't you be inspired anymore? I pissed off Kuzni. Yep. So you have one stack. Okay, thanks. Well. You just catch it on. <laughs> so it occurs to you that as you continue to travel through the Edwoods, Edwoods, it's possible that you can choose to or not assist more of these spirits and gain the benefits or the or the, uh, the sort of drawbacks from doing so. Interesting. But it's also minus four max HP every time. Every, every single time. time. Yep. Yeah. And you don't power. know. Uh, and after but you finish a long rest, you get one really of those max HP. Yeah, it's a walk, and then it's max. You get one of those after a yeah, long so rest? Yeah, so it's sort of a lingering bane of the app. That doesn't feel worth it. <laughs> but a reroll in a critical moment yeah. can be all the difference. You only get one of those max HP back every long rest. Also you a rem- have eight days now. Also a reminder, I'll remind our audience that we do inspiration. You better be a happy, little, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> you better be living in the best spirit world. We do inspiration a little differently. Traditionally, inspiration, you have to declare it before you make the roll. You give yourself advantage on it. But we allow a true re-roll, so you can fail and then re-roll it yourself. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Gracious DM. Um, so. Yeah. So gracious. <laughs> so Graven feels all of the uh, sort of weighing on him without any of the uh, inspirational essence oh that's sort of drawing from. Graven, are you okay? You look a little upset. I feel. <sighs> okay, no more spirits for any of us, I think. No more spirits. I agree. Especially for Graven. I'm so confused. Don't touch the ghosts. Okay. They grant as well as take. This, they're, it's not worth it. There's something missing, don't I feel. Don't tell her what they grant. It's not... Don't... don't I'm, giving, I'm giving Graven a look like... <laughs> don't touch them. Onward. Eyes down. Please. Let's continue on. <laughs> when the sounds of the spirits <laughs> subside behind you, you hear... As you're moving quickly forward, cloaks over your head, that last spirit, that kind of... And then vanishes behind you as you get further and further away. Nightmares. You shake off the unease of their suffering. Try to focus on the path ahead. You haven't even gotten to the ruin, and you can already see why attempts to resettle the Ebwoods have been few and far between. Even without the apparitions making themselves known, the sorrow seems embedded in the forest itself. Gives you this sort of mild but persistent queasiness, like the second day of a two-day hangover. You see some larger rock formations and ledges that are popping up. They force you to take a particular route rather than just being able to walk anywhere you want through the forest. Most of the time, it's a superficial decision. The trail divides, then it weaves back together, all of them kind of going up and down, and more or less all coming back to each other. But you get to a spot where a kind of center ridge is separating two options for travel that break off from each other, one heading a little more directly west, and the other continuing on to the north. So you have a little bit of a crossroads here. You could also kind of climb up the ledge if you want, although the dirt looks a little soft. It looks difficult to do that, so you have a choice here. Uh, can I take out my compass? You can. And once again, it's not, it hasn't chosen a direction, but it started to swing a little less. First it started like this, mm-hmm. now it started to swing a little less. And it's pointing more in the direction of the northbound mm. path as you take out the compass. Well, if your map is correct, we want to go to the right. Yes. Okay. It's getting better, Craven. Good. That's a good sign. Can I try to get up on this ledge for a second and just see what's going on. Give me an athletics check as you try to climb this off. Before we commit ourselves here. Ten. 
14. 14. It's difficult to get a footing because it's sort of soft soil. There's roots sticking out of some of the trees that are growing up above. You grab onto one of the roots and you can kind of pull yourself up and get your head up, but it's hard to get an arm up because the soil just crumbles and breaks off. You can peek up. Is there something you're looking for in particular as you look up? It's kind of just more of the same sort of ebb and flowing terrain as it moves up and down. Yeah. Give me a perception check as you're up there. <clears throat> 14. 14. As you've just pulled yourself up and you can see just up the top of this ledge, you look up and the root that you're hanging onto is for a tree that's sort of up above you. And you look up and there's some kind of contraption up oh there. There's like a little wooden loop. There's a string. It's going in another direction. It's hard to tell exactly what it is, but some kind of mechanical setup has been cool. embedded up in the tree up there. Okay. So I climb back down. Uh, there isn't much to see in either direction, but directly above us, there seems to be some kind of device, mechanism, doohickey, if you will. Okay. Uh, there's a string... And a, a small, uh, describe it again. It's like a little wooden, like, circle almost. Yeah. Like, it looks like a pin, as if, like, it could come off or something. Yeah. It's, Did you it's see to... where the string led to? It's hard to tell. It's yeah. Down to the base of the tree, hard to oh, tell. Uh, okay, well, maybe a trap, it may be something that we can use to swing on or can move I... fast. It's not quite that big. It's ah. like, it's almost like a trip wire. Ah. Then it's definitely a trap. I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Can I try like climb up there and disable it? Is that is it like within my ability? If you reach? climb up the wall, you yeah. could. You might even as you get to the top of that little root that Ravi was hanging yeah. onto, you might even have to like mage hand, like it's yeah. up a little bit. But I can't climb like the tree that the string is. If you got all the way to the top of the ridge, you could. Okay. It's just difficult to do that. Okay, I'll try. Give me an athletic. Yeah, yeah okay. give it a Why shot. Not? Let's do it. No. Don't have brain. <laughs> so you watch her kind of... That's <laughs> very five. Oh, yeah. She gets part of the way up the root, and just the soft soil, it just is loose in your hands. <sighs> Can't crawl all the way up. What's the range on Mage Hand? 30 feet. 30 yeah. feet. Yeah, it, it, from all the way down here at the ground, you can't quite kind of Mage Hand up there, but if you got up higher, you try getting on my shoulders. You would let me do that? Just be careful. <laughs> I will do that. Mm, take a moment. I don't have to roll an athletics check to get on great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He doesn't help you. <laughs> is, that, is that closer? It's pretty close. Okay, um, I'm going to cast Mage Hand. I'm sorry, I hit that. Little <laughs> hand appears, although I think you have the ability to make it invisible. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. but, uh, sort of. <laughs> make it invisible? Yeah, why not? Yeah, make it invisible, why, why not? not? There's just kind of a, sort of a <laughs> popping of arcane energy. I'm so okay. jealous. And up near the tree, you can, are you like, what are you doing with it? You can see the little string with a... Yeah, I'm going to like maybe like like slide my hand down and see if I can see where it goes. You slide the mage hand fingers down and it does feel like like taut. Yeah. yeah. And there is only one mage hand day. I don't have two, right? You only have one mage hand <laughs> I um, Can I pull it? You can. Here we go. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab hold of that little string with my mage and I'm gonna yank it down as hard as I can. You yank it down and you hear kind of a little and it the string disappears. And then on a nearby tree, kind of behind you guys a little bit, part of the bark falls off. And you see a little bit of string. It looks like the string was holding up the bark, and now that the string has gone loose, there's a sort of a exposed skin of the tree underneath the bark. There's another symbol there. A <gasps> hidden symbol this time. Oh, <laughs> Look at this teamwork. 
waiting for the dark to shoot I'm still out. Under I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not coming down. Bring like, you over there. After like, a pause, you hear an enormous bang. <laughs> and everything around you goes up in smoke. This time. All into the earth. <laughs> oh, that's not the right one. Uh-oh. You see two parallel lines connected by two sort of squiggly lines. Squeaky. What the heck? None of this is a symbol. like that. Almost like a little ladder. Like it looks like that. Like two parallel lines with two squiggly lines. It's approximately parallel. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's a symbol that you see. And that one, again, sort of stands out. It was hidden for some reason. You know kobolds are hoarding creatures, stashing creatures. That sort of occurs to you as a strength. Uh, This is a, I guarantee you, this is the location of a stash. Or it's like a start of a hunt to get to a stash. I don't know. Look, we've got a bunch of crap to do in this forest, so I don't know if we've got time to hunt down a stash. But I would be willing to bet you almost anything that there is a stash Just in somewhere. the immediate area of that tree? Just checking around? Give me a perception check. Can I help? <laughs> what? Can I help? Sure. Well, I mean investigation. Invest, um, uh, investigation. Do I get advantage because she's helping? Oh, she's I also, Can I also uh, investigate? Yeah, we're, we're, lumping them, we're lumping them all together. Seven. Raven's still walking yeah, around with Kimi on his shoulder. Sure, why not? Seven. <laughs> no, 13. 11. 13. Wait, I get to roll again because it was a one. Hello. 19. You don't seem to find the sort of opening or hatch that would lead to some sort of cache. However, with a detailed and careful look around, as you're just searching, there's a large rock that's kind of near the base of the tree and perhaps unrelated to this little mechanical device, there is sort of a slightly bloody smear on the rock and some boot prints at the base. It looks like maybe he stopped here to sit for a moment. Okay. So you see like a two boot prints facing away from the rock and then just a slightly dried blood smear on the rock. So possibly your quarry came to a rest briefly at this spot. Interesting. Can I move the rock or sure. look around to see if he dropped anything or... Nothing else. All right. Well, it's clear that he was here. We must be heading in the right direction. And the thought also occurs to you possibly gaining on it. If he stopped to take a rest, Mm -hmm. possibly gaining on it. Mm -hmm. Let's keep moving. Okay. (sighs) Start to continue on. Gonna shake you down. Dang. He's not gonna notice. notice. You choose that direction that sort of leads a little more to the north. Walking through, it feels like this, it's like a little gulch almost. No water in it. Steep sides of soil, rock, and roots exposed by the ongoing upheaval of the Edwoods. After a little while, you look up, and it looks like the gulch starts to expa- like widen. Like, it's kind of narrow right now, but as you go a little further, it starts to widen out a little bit. It makes the path that you're on a little less congested, a little less feeling like you're sort of trapped in this little area. But before you get to the part where it really starts to widen out, it does seem like there's something standing in your way. Facing away from you, and seated, or possibly just squatting, at the base of a tree is a small reddish creature, about Kiimi's height, Uh but with a long tail that extends out behind it. It looks to be kind of closely examining the tree that it's facing toward. Facing away from us. Yes, it's facing away from you toward a little tree. And it's kind of looking at the base of the tree, the bark of the tree, the branches, the leaves, a very kind of protruding reptilian snout that sort of looks around in different directions, 
see that creature up ahead. Should we just take it out? Shall I immobilize it? Please. If we want to try to speak with it. Why would we try to speak with it? Speak. They speak draconic. Oh. Does somebody speak that? Like that. <laughs> I mean, I can't, if I did speak to animals, that doesn't even apply it's to this guy, animal, because, yeah. yeah. All right, be so. Able to understand we wouldn't be able to, if we don't speak draconic, we wouldn't be able to. No, unless no. you have a spell or something that okay. allows you to speak. Should we not just, like, avoid it? What if we make its family mad? Uh, you see any more? Is there any evidence of any more? Everybody can give me perception checks, taking a look. It's a little difficult where you are just because you're kind of in this little gulf. Oh my but god, it is not. difficult where we are. <laughs> oh, four. <laughs> That's how difficult it is where we are. Got a natty one. Got a no. Um, so, it, would I know if these are creatures that, like, are protective over family like do they live in like a circulus kind of thing like they, are like they travel like... in packs yeah like in okay. sort of a pack of a dozen or so they sometimes make and larger communities are they the kind of animals that would like leave something that's more intimidating than it alone or do they have definitely they okay. from your knowledge of them they don't they're pretty confrontation averse they don't take a fight unless they know they can win okay. they like to take fights like in overwhelming numbers so they, yeah. they know they can beat you and for, so for those perception checks you take a look around and in this area you see no other movement at all so in a rare moment the creature seems alone very rare for a kobold to be uh, alone on its, it, on its own look if it seems like it's alone and we're trying not to get into a conflict with these things. Do we want to just leave it? See how it reacts to us? I mean, they usually don't pick a fight when they know they're outnumbered. I don't know. It would have to be pretty insane. You don't want to maybe try to spook it with magic and not be seen? Well, like if I make the ground rumble or something and try to maybe... And, and that way... Yeah, that way mm -hmm. it doesn't well, go back to the rest of the people and be like, Hey, I saw these Do people. Do you think they're gonna be like, oh... Why did the ground rumble? I don't know. It's, I mean, if the ground rumbles in Ebwoods, are you really going to question it? Let's, yeah. let's hurry before it notices us. Okay. Uh, yes. Is there a way to, like, kind of take cover a little bit to try to get out of its sight? Or? Um, like, up against the walls of this little valley that you're in, yeah. you can kind of flatten yourself a little bit. To, yeah, it's not like a perfect hiding spot, but um, how far can you do that? 30 feet. Uh, I mean, you're farther than that right now. You're probably 100 yeah. feet away from it. Oh, you can get closer to it. Uh, I would need to get close. I mean, I feel like it'll sense us before we get that close, but we can try. If we get, do you want to go alone? Sure. They don't right. have like an alarm call or anything. Like they don't like. We don't. They know. could make a screeching blah, blah, blah. noise. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Like, if he just sees me, you know, not as big of a threat. Doesn't see you to report back to other people. Let me go try. Okay. If that's okay. Okay. Be careful. How close are you trying to get? Yeah. Uh, to cast Thaumaturgy, like, render it right under its feet, so 30 feet. Give me a stealth check. Oh, my God. Oh Which my God. die am I using today? <laughs> stealth. Here. I'm just picturing the sound cannons make. It's not great. Nine. Seven. Seven. It's pretty bad. Wow. Creep a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, an expert in stealth, watching Orba clomp her way forward. <laughs> sort of a little bit, one boot at a time. Your boots sort of not tied perfectly tight, make like a little like thumping on the ground. Try to creep ever closer. Get a, within 60 feet, 50 feet, 40 feet. And then you watch as the head kind of perks up a little bit, possibly hearing the sound. Hide to the wall if I can, if there's any space. You can. It. Okay. And that's where we're going to take our break. Ah, I know! <laughs> oh, no! Sweet little blast. Oh, no! Don't hurt the blast. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're not real blasts. Don't get attached to the blasts. <laughs> we don't even know if it blepped. Yeah. yeah, we don't even know if it blepped. <laughs> They're just like, 
<laughs> Sorry if I just blew out the mic. Worth it. Humanoid. They are humanoid creatures. Yep. Okay. They're right. technically humanoid okay. creatures. Holding I assumed cobalt. that they were blue because they're kobolds. And he said it was oh, red. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what is that? Kobold. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like Cold that. Kobold? Kobold. Kobold. C-O-B-A-L-T. No, I got you. No. <laughs> We've oh, you baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they look like little, like, crappy little dragons with no wings. <laughs> oh, sweet. Stop. Stop. We're killing them all. Oh, yeah. uh, we are ridding this land. That is where we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick 15, um, and then we'll be back. We'll dive back in the Edwoods. Welcome. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we will uh, continue the story of, of Ravi, Kiimi, and everybody else when we get back. Yes. I will do <laughs> shout-outs for subs and bits and stuff when we get back. All right, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Two seconds. Watch this. Whoa. Whoa. Hold on. Ready? Whoa. Three, two, two, you go. <laughs> okay. I don't know what we're waiting for. Let's go. Tabletop Notch is made possible through the support of fellow adventurers like you. Consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. The amazing thing is you can do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You may also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Tabletop Notch for updates, announcements, and moderate to severe foolishness. If you miss an episode, venture to our YouTube channel for recaps of previous chapters. Now, where were we? Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on Tabletop Notch. We're going to be diving right back into the Ebb Woods. We've uh, wandered upon a creature in the woods. A little reptilian red creature. Possibly, maybe, I wouldn't say a friend, but we'll find out. But before we do that... I realized I was so busy laughing with the group about what kobolds look like that I didn't consolidate anything. Ah. So bear with me really oh, quickly. Oh, give, give us the extended version. I apologize. Okay. Uh, Snapping Cover did 500 bits. Crocodile NA. Oh, subscribe with what? Prime. Crazy Locha gifted a sub. Crazy Locha gifted five more subs. Uh, GF Powers did 100 bits. Zagoodies did 100 bits. Jeremiah gave out a community sub. John Cowan, uh, Cohen Cowan did a uh, subscribe. Thank you so much. Why does my thing not show a <laughs> lot of stuff? It does subscribe. <laughs> that's all I have listed, but I know that there's more, so I'm going to scroll through chat and I'm going to find it. But as of now, that's all that Twitch dares to report to me. We'll do so some I more. Apologize. I, I truly do. Blanket, thank you. Blanket, thank you. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Orba creeps forward one step at a time. Now, as the creature, you can see the head beginning to turn. Mm-hmm. Are you? doing anything as a reaction to that. You're still a little bit far away. Mm-hmm. You're like 50, 40 feet away. Um, but that's still, like Not the noise the is audible from further than that. That's just the cast range, right? I, yeah, I guess. So if yeah. I make the ground shake like 10 feet away from him, that's something that he'll still... Yeah, it's just the concentrate, the point of cast oh. is at that point, so... Cool. Okay, I didn't You're know... You're close if... enough for him to... He's just not going to get the full effect. Got it. Um... Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna try to just like hide myself a little bit if I can, and okay. cast thaumaturgy and make the ground kind of. So as he starts to turn, the, her hand goes out, and there's a little kind of rumbling of the rocks and dirt. Give me a perception check as he's turning. How far away are we? We're still like a hundred. What the fuck is going on? Oh God, I'm uh, I think really you started bad. at a hundred, and she's now, <laughs> yeah. You're like a hundred feet away. Okay. Five. Five. Yeah. As he turns. <clears throat> You see 
what looks like some odd, unusual features of a kobold. Oh, Your no. experience with kobolds is purely academic. You mm-hmm. haven't met one in real life, mm-hmm. but you do. You've seen what they look like. You've seen depictions of them, drawings of them. Okay. So these f- features are familiar to you, and they're not terribly rare. So you know you be aware of what they're. The general look of what they what they look like. Not mm-hmm. poorly explained, but you're aware of what they look like uh-huh. or what they're supposed to look like. Uh-huh. And as you're looking at this one in particular, there's two things that seem a little strange. First of all, their tails are usually very dexterous and muscular. It's sort of, they use it for balance. They can use it to climb trees. And this one's tail seems a little kind of deflated or decrepit, ah. like almost like it's not at full strength. It's kind of sagging a little, like it as it turns. Instead of the tail being upright and swiveling, it like drags along the ground Aww. as it's turning. Oh God! <laughs> Please be ready to kill. I killed. Can I just kill? It? Please be ready to kill. Please. Okay. In addition to that, kobold movement is usually very frenetic, almost like a bird. Like like you can like like they kind of move around very quickly. Their their heads move around very quickly, and this one just kind of turns a little sluggish in your direction. Okay. It's hard to tell if it's injured or sick or there's something kind of off about it. Okay. And you make, you're make you making the rumbling in the ground uh-huh. and it's turning just as that noise is happening. <laughs> and it turns and totally unfazed by the sound oh, and the rumbling weird. sensation at all. It turns all the way around. That's weird. And it stares directly at you. <gasps> I'm going to start slowly. And you peer a little closer. Graven starts to move start forward. To slowly kind of move Yeah, closer. I've got my bow out because it's right by Orba. And there's the sort of reptilian, bless you, reptilian head and a sort of snout protruding out. But you look in between the two portions of Stop it. the oh. snout. <gasps> and there's a cutout like hole oh. at the back. And you see the face of some kind no. of humanoid creature yes. that seems yes. to be wearing yes. a kobold yes suit or costume or three or sort of making kobold. genius. It's fucking unhinged. Uh, okay, so that's genius. Yes, settle down. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the height of this? person that is in mm-hmm. this thing. Uh, dwarven height? Uh, even shorter. Like, it was kobold height, so like okay, halfling height. In fact, that face looks like maybe the face of a halfling in between the two wow. sort of upper and lower jaw. Okay. Oh, no. Quentin wasn't uh, so, so you can see him, so he's a little startled by the sound, and you can see he has these like claws that are going over his hands uh-huh. to make them look like kobold claws. <laughs> and he tries to get his balance a little I, bit. Yeah, I'm gonna drop thaumaturgy. Sorry. Uh, and he looks to you and he sees people like Raven coming up behind. Slowly, but like. Yeah. Don't, don't. Oh. I'm, I'm going to do like a little wave, like a okay. stave. Uh, I'm kind of, lo- I'm, I'm having it knocked, but I'm just lowering it so that I'm. The Edwoods are busy today, you know? <laughs> uh, you tell us. Uh, you're a little bit further behind. <laughs> um, if people are approaching, but Orb is the so first one there. I'm hiding yeah. behind Sephira and Graven. It's nice to meet you. Uh, yes, you have my thanks for not shooting or attacking me on sight. And I should be thanking you as well. What are you, um, what is this? And as he sees everyone else approach, he lifts a hand up and you can see now that it's like, first of all, the costume is not fashioned of like 
cloth and fake materials. No, no, no. They're scales, oh, and like yeah. he has taken. Oh no, he crawled in there. He's. Uh, it's not a full body that he's crawled into. Oh, but I was he, picturing. He has no. He has Whoop. like arm pieces <laughs> and a chest piece, like a and two jaw bones that he's like painted to look like a sort of kobold face. And he picks up his hand to wave at the remaining people, and you can see the the larger hand that's imposed over it sort of flop backwards as he waves. So you're seeing two hands kind of wave back and forth. <clears throat> Uh, may I, my friends uh, approach? Please. Come on, friends. Okay. Just the, just the. Uh, uh. My name is Theokis. Okay. And uh, kobolds are my fascination. <laughs> oh, nerd. Are you Wrong. here? <laughs> do you say that? <laughs> he are doesn't you... hear that if you do say that. <laughs> are you here alone? Yes. How long have you been here? Well, I camp in the Ebwoods for days at a time. They're abundant here, so I come to observe. They, have ne- they haven't attacked you. <laughs> well, a kobold, if it came up close, would be able to tell that I'm not a real kobold. Uh, but uh. I have two spells in my repertoire, Expeditious Retreat and Longstrider. Those so if spells. I get in trouble... I just run. Ah, okay. Um, wow. Have you seen anyone else passing? You said it had been busy. We were actually looking for a friend. Uh, yes, I am surprised to see so many non-kobolds here in the woods. Y- yes. Did you happen to see what direction he might have um, gone off in? Direction who might have Oh, gone sorry. Um, can I describe Malik? What I know of can, Malik? Yes. yes. He oh. passed through here. Oh, not- right. 20, 30 minutes ago. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Was he hurt? Was he injured? Was he bleeding from anywhere that you could see? He looked like his robe was covered in blood, yes. Although he was moving very quickly, did not seem to impede his movement. Did you see which way he went? Uh, Yes, he, um, and he sort of hesitates for a moment. Seemed like he was headed for the ruins. But wandering in there alone is a good way to get yourself kidnapped. Did he say anything to you? No, he moved very quickly. I don't even know if he saw me. You said kidnapped. Who would kidnap? Who's out there that would kidnap people? The kobolds are known for taking hostages. So... Fuckers. <laughs> mm. um, Robbie, the um, paper, do you want oh, to... Yes. Do you know what any of these symbols mean? Any... He... Oh. He reaches out. <laughs> Do you let him take it? No. <laughs> I think you can, you can see it from here, my friend. Those, uh, yes, um, I've been studying the kobold symbols, and some of them mean something to me. He gets closer. If I tell you what one of them means, could I make a copy of that? Yes. He gets out like a little piece of parchment. He's like struggling. He reaches into like a big sort of kobold flap and takes out a little piece of paper. And and, uh, he has like a piece of almost like chalk, a black piece of chalk. And he starts to scribble. So the only one that I recognize, and at this moment it occurs to him that, you know, he has maybe something that you guys want. He turns away and he consults like another little page that's by his pocket. The circle with the X through it, I have come to think means very unstable terrain. Oh. They mark it when it's not somewhere that should be walked upon. Right, that's 
Very useful, okay. And as he's saying that, he continues to kind of sketch the thing. Um, bit of an odd question. A very, uh, nice get-up that you have there. You wouldn't happen to, you don't have any more of those, do you? The cobalt suits? <laughs> you would have to make your own, I would I, I thought that might be your answer. I just figured I'd ask. <laughs> what about these other symbols? Do you know what the rest of them mean? No, I'm very interested. I don't recognize... No, none of the other ones. Is he holding it the right way up? Well, the only one I recognize is circle with X. And that could be either way. Okay. May I ask... What about uh, the other uh, yeah. symbols that we've seen? Uh, do any of these look familiar? This one with the, the hat-looking thing, or the square with the X, or, or this one that kind of looks like waves? Perhaps. Can Orvo, Seems like... a bit unfair for me to share my valuable research for nothing. I, I am planning to write a book. Uh, right. Um... A gold per symbol? Does the name... Monasami mean anything to you? Yes. What if I told you I had some information about what happened here hundreds of years ago? More than it just sinking into the ground? Yeah, more than mm-hmm. that. Were the kobolds responsible? Do you recognize the symbols? Were the kobolds <laughs> responsible? Can I like put my hand on my crossbow? You can. Make an <laughs> intimidation check. Yeah. Oh. I have no idea what my I'm so bad. Oh god. <laughs> Five. Five. He sort of looks down, not terribly intimidated, but he also can, you know, sense that there's a number of people not here on his side. I, I recognize some of them, perhaps. Maybe uh, a little incentive so I don't give away my research for nothing. Uh, okay, then the gold per symbol was not a good offer? That's not a lot for valuable uh, What if research? I gave you ten gold and you give us the meaning of everything you know as far as those three? Let's call it ten per symbol. Uh, okay. Five per symbol and you get to leave here. Make an intimidation. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, make it be scary. Be scary. <laughs> Come on. No, I mean, we're not scary. <laughs> nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> scary. The, the presence is imposing, but you feel like you get the impression that he knows he has an ace up his sleeve, kind of. He reaches down and just places his hand on what looks like a small length of wood, like an arcane focus of some kind. Like, he's ready to bolt with a spell at the first sign of trouble. Friends? Look, we really don't want to hurt you. It's just... We're not going to hurt you. No, we just want to make sure that we get through here safely, and these symbols will probably be good information. So, five golden, no, or... I think we said... Okay, fine. Ten gold. I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. I'm done negotiating. How many symbols was it? Three. One that's a square with an X. One that's two parallel lines with two squigglies. Mm. And then one that kind of has like a little craw to it. The square with the X? Yeah. Means danger is here. They're not Mm. to go close to that symbol. Danger is here geographically or what is in the location? Could be both, I think. I think that the unstable terrain has more to do with geographical. 
Got it. Okay. Now the little bump with the line, that means ghosts. Mm. Uh, A place where the spirits tend to coalesce. Have you had much experience with the ghosts? They do pop up every now and then. They mostly do not harm you, but it can be disorienting. Have you interacted with any of them? I try to stay away from them as best I can. I'd recommend you continue doing that. And the last symbol I don't recognize. Does that seem true? Make an insight. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Do it. Oh, <laughs> I'm calling 15. Yes. 15. Yeah, he seemed a little gun shy about it. He looked at it and just kind of like immediately looked away. So you don't want the extra 10 gold then? Can't tell you what I don't know. If, he He's referring to something. He had a little something he was referring to, yeah. If we were to tell you where we saw one of those symbols, <laughs> would you tell us what it means? If... Uh, after this discussion, you walked in the opposite direction, and I walked toward where you saw it. That would be amenable. So yes. Oh, <laughs> that. I think I'm, that gives us all the information we need about I'm confused. That what just happened? Oh. It's what we thought it was. It's a stash. Oh. Well, it's not like we're doubling back. We don't have time. No, we really don't mm-hmm. have time. So it doesn't matter. So why not? Is it a stash? You tell me where you found it, and I give you all the symbols I know. Oh. Uh, okay. Worth it. Sure. Yes. Okay. Fine. I will describe it in Can, detail. Yeah, detail. You were actually describing exactly where it was? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. You're right, great. We can do it. Do You're it. the last oh, one. Man. No, not <laughs> persuasion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Be persuasive. Oh, be, uh, be persuasive. Uh, 21. <gasps> yes. I do believe there was something there, but I could not find it. We triggered something in the tree. There was a tripwire 30, 50 feet up. Clever creature. Yeah, you might want that for your book, actually. It was interesting. They hid the symbol, so. They are very clever when they want to be. Mm. Yeah, so, so, um. <laughs> deal's a deal, mate. Okay, so do you think uh, if we're heading sort of in the direction of the ruins, yes. are we likely, are they bold enough to attack a group of our size? If there are enough of them, maybe. Yeah. And do you think there are enough of them in the ruins? Depends where you go, yes. Like I said, that man I saw going alone, he seems to be going a in the very wrong brave okay. man. Or very stupid. So... He had an odd way about him. What do you mean by that? As I was watching him walk by, he was <coughs> sticking feathers in his headband. Make a little hat of some kind, a crown. Hang on, he's doing awesome crafts as he's on, he's literally running. I found four raven feathers in the pit where I first found that cloth and this as well. Ooh. So They were raven feathers in his hat. Could be black feathers, yes. Okay. And you have been here a while, right? Researching. I come in and out of the Ebwoods, yeah. And you said it was busy particularly today. Was that the only other person that you had seen, or was there somewhere else? Yes, but for me to see anyone is rare. And you haven't seen any other travellers passing through here, right? I mean, Not besides the dwarf. And knowing with that particular way about them and the, no. the feathers? That meant nothing to me. Okay. 
You said he was sticking feathers in his headband? Yes, as if to make a sort of crown or something. And that doesn't mean anything to you? I have not seen that, but like I said, I don't see a lot of people come through here. Uh, and we don't want to hurt these kobolds, really. We don't want to interact with them at all, ideally. But if we did need to, do you have any advice? Uh, yes. Use pointy sticks and swords, for magic is um, limited in its capability. Right. Okay. What did you? What weapons did you use to make that? Oh, I'm but a scavenger of an already dead kobold. <laughs> Excellent craftsmanship. Thank you. <laughs> sort of brightens up after a tense kind of standoff with the symbols. Sort of flattered by the compliment. I mean it. We are headed towards these ruins. Do you have any advice about what to look out for when we are there? You need to get into the ruins itself. Uh, starting to seem more, and like, more like that. Yeah. Yes. Well, the ruins have fallen deep into the earth. To get down to the ruins, you'll have to take one of the little elevators that the kobolds have built. What elevators? elevators. Wait, they built... Hang on. Well, they're pulleys. Are it's they... like a platform. I'm assuming they're kobold size. I'm kind of gesturing at Graven with a look on my face like... A... You might have to travel separately, but they're built for more than one at a time. Mm. I think. Is that the only path in? You could climb down, I, I suppose. I would be able to help accommodate this venture as well. Right. Have okay. you ever been in the tunnels in your studies and your explorations? The tunnels? So, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where, time to go. Where, <laughs> wait, what are the elevators down to, then? They go down to the ruins. Oh. They've fallen Probably at least a few hundred feet down below. Right. And that's a prime habitat, right, for the kobolds? Yes, I yeah. think the kobolds have made quite a home there. So you have not yes. been down. <laughs> no, no. <sighs> as lovely as it is talking to you, maybe we need to catch up with our friend. Yeah, we really should. You said 20 or 30 minutes had gone by since the last time you saw him? Yes. Okay, we should really be heading out. Hey, Thank what's you. your name? I want to look out for your book. Uh, yes, my name's Theokis. Oh, yeah. Theokis Seapike. Nice right. to meet you, Theokis. When Thank you're not you. in uh, uh, here, where are you? I'm originally from Iramapura, but I travel around. Wonderful. We'll keep an eye out for your book. This is useful. Can you copy those down? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you get your Yes, I copied it. Oh. Thank you. Good. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, good luck with the um, treasure. Uh, yes. <laughs> That would be nice to find one of those. And be be safe. With your... You as well. Right. And I'm. can I kind of look for the footsteps in the direction where he... Yeah, said? the footsteps have mostly disappeared. The ground's a little harder in this area, but he also pointed in the direction, and Orba's compass again getting sort of more and more directional as mm. we go on. Shall we? Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Nice to meet you. He <laughs> kind of turns back. Um... <laughs> Who is who's leading the pack there as you guys walk away from him? I think I... Okay, give me a perception check. This is very useful. Can I see it? Yes. Oh my god. Come on, five. Five, okay. Nothing, nothing particular that you know. Damn, what are we doing with these rolls? It's, it's really bad. I can throw that up. Do you want to read that as well? Like what some mm. of the symbols yeah. mean? Just so the, so people okay, know. so we've got safety here, danger here, good hunting, ghosts, hidden passage here, Big enemy ahead. 
That's a good one to know. <laughs> and uh, very unstable terrain. Yeah, those are all good ones to know. These are quite smart little guys, are they? No, they built elevators. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how to build an elevator. They can build like simple machines. You're aware that they have the like intelligence to do that thing. Uh, Traps, kind of like simple machines. What okay. kind of big enemies are in these woods? I mean, we've barely seen any animals. That's a really, I don't want really, to really good question. And I really, really don't want to know. Yeah. But Raven, as you were looking at the list of the symbols, you also notice, as you've now walked away a little bit, it occurs to you, the symbol that the squiggly line with the, is not on there, even though he seemed to imply yeah, he knew no, what I noticed that was. That. Yeah, the stash one. Hmm. Possibly not the only page, or he didn't write it down. Right. Son of a bitch. Yes, he definitely... Why wasn't he intimidated by us? <laughs> oh, you throw that up on the screen? Sure. I should have... He's odd. He's... I should have frozen him in his tracks and just taken all his papers. No, let's not start the other nice. Thank you. More information is better. What or I don't understand, if these are... Cobalt symbols is why Malik had them in his possession, and why so many of these symbols don't match up with the ones that he found. Could is it that... have something to do with why he's putting crow feathers in his head? And is that a map of some kind? Potentially, because it could be some kind of a. It's cipher. many of the same symbols over and over again, but in different patterns and things. Like I would be willing. Not just a collection of symbols. It it may be pointing towards. Something. No, I'm sure it's. It, maybe it's a note. I mean, can they? Actually, is it language? I know they have individual words. Surely they could string a thought together if they can make a pulley. You're aware that I would say Saphir, Graven, even Ravi, you're aware that kobolds speak draconic, and there is like a draconic alphabet. That's definitely not it. Yeah. These symbols again have sort of more phrase meanings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not like they're no, those are not letters of the alphabet of the draconic. Have alphabet. we considered that maybe <clears throat> these are older? than the kobolds. I mean, the voice in my head, who was from Monasami originally, even though we don't know in what capacity, pointed me towards, showed me a symbol that pointed me towards the city. So maybe these are symbols of the language of Monasami, and the kobolds have adopted them to live in the Ebwoods. I suppose it's possible. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, if the kobolds reside there now, they took these characters and kind of made them their own, gave them their own meaning? Yeah, evolution of the language, perhaps. Would that explain why the person you're looking for is looking for information about the town that used to be here? I don't know. I don't know. But I suggest we keep moving. We find him and we find these answers. Guys... Continue on a little bit further. You use the compass as your primary guide. <laughs> At this point now, it seems to have really caught the lodestone's frequency. Oh. The, the compass is really now not barely swaying at all, almost like just kind of vibrating back and forth, very much pointing in a singular direction. Love it. The terrain is just as rough and jagged, but the trees here are starting to thin out, which coincides with what you see on your map. As you get closer to the center, the forest dissipates a little bit. The air has a very sharp, brisk texture, almost mountainous in quality, even though you're sure that you've dropped in elevation rather than risen as you've traversed the Ebwoods. As you did when you approached the downward slope where you first spotted Robbie climbing out of the pit trap, You look forward, and you see a horizon that looks like it eventually ends. Mm. Not gradually this time, but a very steep drop-off. 
There's kind of a bizarrely low cloud formation hanging just above the lip of this drop-off, hmm. making it hard to see what might lie beyond. But given its size, it doesn't take long for you to get a sense of exactly what it is you're approaching. An absolutely gargantuan escarpment has been cut into the ground in a roughly circular shape. It's almost as if someone has taken a cup and planted it on the ground and turned it and then scooped it up. Like it has this big sort of sheer walls all the way around. The sides of this crater are almost a perfect 90 degrees as far as you can see. It's not a sort of a slow dip that gets lower and lower and lower. It just cool. hits the edge, immediate drop off. <clears throat> like something just, the bottom of it just dropped out, taking everything on the surface with it. You guys start to approach it a little bit. You haven't quite reached the lip, but you guys are getting closer. So that's where you start to see these. And the lodestone, or the compass. Fuck, if I look around, I don't see a lodestone? No, it's pointing toward the cliff's uh, edge, and yeah. you see nothing beyond that. That is very steep. Uh, if we get to the edge, can we look down and see anything? Would you like to go up to the edge? You guys are probably still a couple, like 100 feet off from the edge. Yeah. I want to go up yeah. to the edge yeah, and look down. really careful. Okay, yep. you guys get a little further. Give me stealth checks, whoever's approaching the edge there. Perhaps I don't want to go. Yeah, I'll check it out. A little <laughs> almost as you get to the edge. There we go. 16. I think mine was a 15 before you knocked it. 15. Oh, That's okay. okay. Did you see what mine was? So as you guys get closer and closer to the edge, again, the trees are thinning out more and more and more. And once you get within 30, 40 feet of the lip, there are almost are no trees. Like, uh, the trees have either all kind of collapsed in or over time just didn't grow there. So there's this little, like, gap of purely grass and dirt that, that you sort of get, work your way closer and closer. And you get close enough to be able to peer over as best you can. And you see with what is without a doubt the aforementioned Ebwood Ruin, or as Kiimi heard it told to her in her mind, what remains of the city of Manasami. You look down, and it must be 300 feet down to the bottom. Whoa. Crumbling stone walls, cracked marble columns, caved-in roofs, broken fences, splintered bridges, fractured archways, disjointed cobblestone roads, and fragmented staircases all collapsed into this pit all the way down below. And with the way the sort of clouds hang in the air, it's even difficult to see all the way to the other side. Mm. It's hard to tell what the diameter of this is, but it's enormous. It's absolutely enormous. As if the whole thing just <sighs> collapsed in on itself. Wow, unbelievable. So uh, we have to go in there. Okay. It looks like the lodestone is going to be down in there. I think I should sort of do a little bit of a walk around the perimeter of this and see if we can't find those That would take you, that would take us to walk around the whole perimeter of this. No, thing. I mean like around where we are. If sure, yes, yeah, which is from where you are, yes, but not to go all the way around yeah. would take <laughs> half a day. I, I'm hoping that we're nearby one of these elevator things. Right? Or a, a hidden passageway symbol, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, uh, we should look for symbols yeah, and see should. if we can't find anything. I agree. Um, we should have a elevator to bring us back up, but if we want to be able to avoid any sticky situations going down, I do have a spell that would let us fall. All of us oh. at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. <gasps> Almost that's like actually, a feather. That's actually Party. much better. But no, dropping down into who knows what. Sh no does it get us up too? No. No, no, no. no. Okay. 
It's, yeah. It just allows you to descend safely. That's so good. There's pros and cons to that, obviously. It's an unscounted descent, but what are the odds that we'll actually be able to stealthily descend anyways between an elevator or climbing kits? Uh, I think that's probably... I don't know. I would descending say that... into the jaws of a beast. <laughs> I agree. I mean, we could be... But it's dark at the bottom. Like you don't. You, uh, you really... can you can see into it again. You can kind of see the ruin down below. Right. It's a little obscured by some of the sort shadows, of cloud formations and shadows and things. Yeah. It, so yeah, it's dim but not like pitch black. The thing that you does across your mind is the totally viable way to get down. But I think someone said it. The way these pulley elevators sort of work is the platform goes all the way down and then you would need a way to get back up if you didn't, you know, you could descend all the way down, but then you don't have a way to get back up. Right, so if you, in, but the, the, so the elevator would have to, like, have weight on it to descend, you mean? Yeah, the way they sort of work is you use, like, a counterweight. Right. It's, usually, it's like a pulley and then a counterweight. You put enough weight on it so that when you get on, you slowly descend. Right. And then you put a weight at the bottom on it to keep it down there, to keep it from going all the way back up. Got it. Uh... But it doesn't get you back up unless it somebody's does. at the top. No, no. You don't need someone no, operating at the top. Someone. It's oh. just like a big weight on one side, platform on the other, and it okay. goes like this. Yeah. And then once you get to the bottom, usually oh, there's a weight yeah, down there that you put on it, and then it stays there until you need to get back up. Mm. Look, I think if we're trying to get down there stealthily, honestly, the best option might be to just float down there. The reason I say that is then we're not disturbing anything as far as the elevator, if we do find it. The elevator is the way back up. We would need to activate the elevator if it's not already down there. Let's see if we can't find it first, and then I suppose we can make a decision. Yeah, I guess let's look around for those symbols. Look around for symbols. You give me an investigation check to look for the elevator. If people want to look around for the symbols, you can give me investigation checks as well. Can't tell if that was good or bad. That was terrible. Uh, six. This is your really third bad. time you've yeah, been able to re-roll a one. Whoever's counting. <laughs> third. Ten. That was, an, that, that was double one? Yeah. Yes. Double oh. one club. Oh. Yay. Double one club. That is what? my investigation. It uh, <laughs> is a natural one. It is a natural one. Seven. What is going on I tonight? I got a 23. I don't know 23. what y'all are. Sorry, what was that? Ten. Ten. Right. <laughs> I don't see anything. So as Safira starts to walk away, <laughs> the, the cloud formation seems fairly innocuous as you're looking at it, but the minute Safira gets more than 50 feet away from you guys, she starts to kind of disappear into like the Oof. fog. You can see the back of her bow kind of just oh. disappear as she gets further and further away. So you guys are looking around at the surrounding trees. Bless you. <clears throat> Bless you. Thank you. Um, you do find one symbol, and it's a square with one line sort of sticking out from the middle. Safety here. Yeah. Safety. Oh, yeah, you can take this. I took that off. Oh. If you want to take that. Okay. Um, Safety here. And you guys watch as Safira kind of disappears Ooh, into the clouds. Up. Safety not there. <laughs> Safira. You can hear him as he calls out. Yeah. I can still hear you. Do you want me to stop? Well... We should stick together. I don't want you to get lost in the mist here. I, can I see? I can't see them through the mist. Uh, if you back up, but again, yeah, you can't. If you just turn around, like it kind of. Should I stop looking at the elevator? Or at least break into groups. Well, no one is I don't think we should do that. I'm going to start heading back towards. Okay. You do. So you did not reach an elevator that you could tell I by the time. I didn't see any elevator. Could I safety guess. here mean safe passage here? If we look around in the area of the symbol, is it possible that the elevator, the entrance to the elevator or pulley, is hidden? Somewhere around there, there wouldn't just be a symbol for no reason. 
No. I think it's a good not. idea. Give an investigation check. Give me with advantage since you found the symbol already. Advantage meaning roll twice and take the higher one. Gotcha. Eleven. Eleven. You go back to where you found the symbol, and you just kind of look around as best you can, and then there's another one. The same symbol. Follow it. Head over that way. You can see Robbie kind of moving away, and everyone <laughs> follows behind. You get to that symbol. There's another one. You're kind of following a little semi-circle around, and you get to another one. It's kind of at the base of the tree, and you look around, and there's one carved into a rock that's moving closer to the lip of the of the, mm. the chasm there. Follow that. You get a little closer. There's another rock. Get closer. And just like appearing out of the mist as you get closer is a wooden sort of tiered structure hey. Hey. with a platform that's leading just, and it has... No railing at all. Like it's just a empty wooden platform, and beside it, there's like a big pulley system and a oh series of large stones that that you can sort of put onto the pulley. Yes. Uh, no. How I big know. is this platform? You could definitely all fit on it if Ooh. you had the requisite uh, like counterweight. Okay. Um, well, like it's big what? enough for that. You'd be scrunched well, together. Let's go find a really big rock. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I suppose this is good news. Um, try it in shifts, or we go all at once. I think the. Uh, I, I, I think we should send two or three of us down first. Yeah. That way, if yes. there is a big group of people, we can send a flare up. Yeah. Well, uh, you don't seem to like that idea. It's just worried. I mean, yeah, but the idea being, if there is something down there, then. The other people who are just going to be running down right after us at least have an idea of what's down there. Hmm. I mean, right. or... Uh, Who's in the first group? I'll go down first. I can go down first as well. We've got to find the right counterweight for us, I don't know. There is a selection of rocks already there, yeah. although you know kobolds are smaller than most of you, so these weights are probably not meant for people as big as you, so you might have to get some additional weight, but there are a number of rocks already. Could our large friend be our counterweight for me and Safira? Is that a thing? I would be stuck, wouldn't I? <laughs> just be for stuck the, at the top. Just for the just two for of us. Second. Um, uh, all right. Uh, you might need a bit more. Well, we can use my, I can use myself and some of the rocks. Okay. Uh, wait, we need to make sure that we have a way to send up light. Mm. I mean, I could give you something that's lit, and then... Well, then what am I supposed to do? Try to toss it? Hundreds what is the of symbol? Feet what is the signal it's for? It's hundreds of feet deep. It's, it's, it's to... Basically, if we hit the bottom and we're surrounded by 300 kobolds... You scream. 300 feet down? Will you be able to... I mean, I don't know... Scream for 300 feet? Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In open air, yeah, you'd yeah. be able to. I suppose then we'll scream. Well, I'll give you some light to bring down with you anyway. Mm. Uh, one of your. Let's just. Can we get like a small pebble or something? Yeah, Maybe something you around. just carry on you. I'll get my Already. dagger out sure. on, that I keep on my belt. Okay. Blade. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of keep it so that it can kind of be slid back into my belt so yeah, if that you, I can if you block kinda, out the light if I want to. Yeah, if quickly. you stick it in the scabbard, most of the light gets gets Great. sort of okay. muted. All right. Okay. So who's going down? Uh, the two of them Robbie and I, and uh, we will call up when it's safe or when it's not. And mm -hmm. either way, please come down. <laughs> you want to call up if it's safe? Won't that 
kind of draw attention? Actually, no. You will hear nothing from us if it's sick. Yeah, no. So you will only hear from us if it's bad. And if it's bad, please come anyway. Because mm. we will be alone. Okay. Let's test yeah. some of these weights here. I'll try to see if I can gauge what would move some of the stones onto the platform. So the way that it works is like the stones on the platform are keeping the the lowering platform like up at the very top yeah. and if Ravi kind of places his foot on it he can feel it sort of start to move down so then you take your foot off Graven puts a little more weight you're basically just putting enough so that when he steps on it moves down slowly Eight, as opposed rather, to like whoosh, yeah, yeah. To falling so down. yeah you're trying to like balance them out a little less weight than they're putting on the opposite right. platform myself and like two meaty rocks <laughs> so they're they're you know kind of small <laughs> boulders that you push onto the platform and are Ravi and Saphir getting on the opposite one great yep. As soon, so Ravi gets on first and it holds steady because Graven's on there with the two stones and then Saphir gets on and as I'm getting in and as we're going down can I check in with my bow gun you can nothing Ow. <laughs> gotta be close <laughs> and the platforms start to very slowly descend, Robbie and Sophia. He watches the tops of their heads. You can see their hair as they're looking back up, and then oh, man. the fog sort of courses over them. And there's a point kind of in the middle of this journey down the elevator where you can see neither Nothing, the top yeah. nor the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in this sort of white ether. <laughs> Just waiting. In and that slowly... sort of moment, I'm gonna just kind of take the dagger that I have and kind of hold it yeah, up. A it little glows bit. a little bit, and it, the glow is kind of hitting the cloud, so it's not giving a lot more visibility. I want to keep it only out like this when we're kind of in this dark spot, so I can keep sort of an eye on my immediate surroundings. Sure. And then From I'll... the top, when she pulls that out, you can see in the clouds glow, below, like yeah. just a little glow. Yeah. So you can see the glow continue to. As we go down further, I'm gonna then sort of put it back mm -hmm. to try to avoid And this happens slowly. It takes a moment. You have a moment here on the platform. Is anything... I always end up in the strangest situations with you people. Yeah, well, we have a knack for winding up in strange situations, so... <sighs> I have to find this man. Yeah, I know. What's going on with the rats? <laughs> it's a really, really specific... <laughs> I don't understand. This, this man, Vareed the attempt on his life. He is not a good man. I accused him, and I showed the city council what I find of this strange rat relocation. He calls me a liar. I am suspended from the soldiers of the Broken Crown. Oh, fuck off. And I face... They suspended you. They suspended me, and it gets worse. I face pointed relegation, which could ruin my life. I could never be a soldier again. Do I know what that means? So it's called something a little different in Kira, where you're from, but right. you're familiar with the term. The, it's basically their version of a disarmament. Yes, disarm. okay. <gasps> right. So we must find this man so that I can reveal to everyone what his breed is up to so that I can clear my name and return to the soldiers of the Broken Crown. Look, I, I wish you the best of luck with that. I want to help. I will say, if you're counting on your name being cleared, I wouldn't necessarily count on that. And I'm not saying because we can't help you. I'm just saying because people are stubborn. And if your name already has a mark on it, then the damage might already be done. So. I understand. I have some familiarity with that. Uh, and if the Broken Crown isn't interested in helping, then perhaps you will be better as a soldier on your own. Perhaps, but there are several reasons why I need to stay with the Broken Crown, my brother and myself. 
Okay. They have something on you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, so yeah, I can see it in your face. Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> Very slow. <laughs> We can, we can swing around back up to the top where you watch the light sort of get dimmer and dimmer as it disappears. And then after a certain moment, she's putting it back so it kind of disappears. So am I moving? No, yes, but only a little bit. It uses a series of pulleys, oh, so your, yeah. the amount you're moving is like proportional, so they're moving a lot more than you. So you're moving like down a little bit, but not much, and it's sort of through a couple of pulleys. Wait, so when they get off at the bottom... <laughs> yeah, do I? Where do I go? You, you, you will start to um, go. You'll start to get kind of flung up. But again, you're moving like only ten feet down because okay. of the way the counterweight works. Yeah. So you'll be able to grab onto something. It's meant okay. for rocks to be put on it, not a person. But it, it'll move quickly. But it's not going to fling you up into That's the hilarious. air. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Might be a little whiplashy, right. but we it's not going to. Maybe we're going to need more rocks for this next trip. Maybe look around for a few more big rocks. <laughs> Graven says that as his head, like, <laughs> something goes more. Yeah, we're going to need some more rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Just find them and then I'll, I'll get them later. <laughs> you want to go find some rocks? I, I guess so. Just in this border? Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be able to move them if I, if I find them, but I'll just, like, I'll mark them mentally. I'll make a note, big rock. Um, maybe if maybe if we work together, we'll be able to pick up one. Oh. Are these two minus one strength characters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. No! Watch out for kobolds. Okay. Okay. You holding up okay, by the way? Yeah, you know, the curse, Mr. Mr. Curse, Brother Curse, he's, he's been rather quiet, but mm-hmm. I feel like once I descend into the clouds, he's going to have something to say, so just enjoying the peace while I can. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to like, frighten you or anything, but if the ghosts that we've already experienced in this land, if he shares that emotion, if he discovers it while being in your head, just just prepare yourself for it. Let us know if we can do anything to help you. That's a really good point. I haven't even thought about that. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I just... Oh, we, God. We know, like... We've had voices in our heads. We've seen things. We've done, like... I'm going to, like, start pacing a little bit. Like, I am kind of oh, freaking no. thinking about, like, the guy who's drowning in the sky. Like, oh, I'm going to no, no, it's um, it's it's gonna be fine, right? Like you know, dead things. You've got experience with with dead things. Oh yeah, tons. Um, I mean, <laughs> they 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 go for your mind. So so what is most important I've found is rely on external factors. Rely on your allies because okay. they've pulled me out of really hard situations. Yeah, where my mind is vulnerable. Yeah, I'm lucky I found you guys. Oh, we're lucky we found you too. And you wouldn't happen to know anything at all about what it would mean for me to have to pay for the sins of others. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, never mind. Don't worry no. about it. It's fine. No. It's fine, and I'm going to start pacing again. Like, <laughs> I, I, is that what he told you? Yeah, I think that our linked curses were both paying for the sins of others, but also there's something to do with dead people, and I just don't know. Honestly, it's been a really long week. <laughs> okay. Hey. We're okay. You have us. Um, he's clearly connected to you in some very specific and particular way. 
we will be here if you need anything. Let's just find some rocks. <laughs> okay. Orva, like, really defeated with herself. Just Sadly, looks to shake it off. Starts looking for the rocks. Dry. Swinging back down. the bottom and Graven feels it as well bounces a little bit as we hit the bottom I want to kind of very slowly so that I only let out a little bit of light because I have dark vision mm-hmm. so before I even it's not this... it's not even the darkness it's like the fog a little more oh, okay. like obscuring your vision but it's not it's not impossible to see I want to kind of take a quick scan like 360 degrees kind of around yeah both me. of you give me a perception check this is like that tunnel hole and get the fuck out where you have to go all the way down. Mm. are Foggy you tunnel? joking me Seven. Seventeen. Seventeen. So, as you look around you, as you get to the bottom, the, the what you can clearly see right away, you do get a little below the hovering kind of fog line. It's permeating a little bit through the air, but you get to a point where it's not quite as thick, so you can see the immediate surrounding area. It looks like you reach down at the bottom of this sort of crater, and you're at the entrance, it's not an entrance anymore because it's very much in ruin, of a what looks like a large kind of temple or church of some kind. Like there, there's a caved in roof. There's a couple pillars mm. kind of collapsed on each other. There's a large staircase that's cracked and broken and overgrown by moss and grass. So you guys have reached this sort of perimeter of the ruin here and it looks like some kind of large, it could even be like a meeting hall, just like a larger, not a home, like a larger sort of important structure. And that's where you guys land. As Ravi's looking around, Severe looks in one direction, Ravi kind of looks in the other direction, and in the sort of white fog, a little bit away, colors are a little hard to make out simply because of the way the fog obscures it. But you see, at about head height, four or five black ovular things sticking up in the air and a figure moving away in the distance like someone was wearing something that had little black Uh, objects on top and he might have been just a couple hundred feet away from you maybe even less and he sort of disappears into the fog should we wait for the others I really want to go after him right Did I see now. that too? <laughs> I didn't see that. You can point it out to her. You didn't see it. Yeah. Did you Did you not see that? What? Fuck, no. Shape, that force, I that man. He had, he had feathers in his head. He was going off that what? way. What? Should to, we go? Yes. We okay, have to okay, okay, right go, now. go, go. lose him. So, we go after him. You start to move. Safira, what are you doing? Uh, gonna go with him. Safira and Ravi start to move, and immediately as the two of you step off the platform, there's a little lurch, and Graven can feel the on the other side. Should know there's no trouble, we didn't yell. And there's a little, like, it's moving up much faster than it moved down to begin with, and Graven feels that lurch a little bit, and you get up to kind of ground height, and then you're listening, and it's... And the platform kind of... Rattles and hits the top area there. We're both carrying the same medium-sized rock. <laughs> There's a few little stones they've gathered. Good, good, good work. Is this good? Any bigger that you've noticed? I'll have to... Ones that you can get, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. All right, sure. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw quick, one by that tree. You can take some time to work find hard. some of the boulders that are sort of around the perimeter there. There's a couple chunks of, like, one of them even looks, there's like an arch that it might have been a piece of a building or something. It's not even like a, just oh, a cool. boulder. Yeah, so you take <laughs> Do we want one on our platform so that we can leave it um You would hope that there's some down there. I suppose. Because the more we bring on with us, the more we have to put on the counterweight. 
Usually the way these things work is there's a pile of stones at the bottom as okay. well. So you can weigh <laughs> the platform down. Unless these kobolds Unless the kobolds never want to get out of the pit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Hopefully count on that. All right. Okay. Uh, st- t- step on there. Ah. The steps on. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't move at all. No budge. And Kimi I'm gets on. No budge on. at all. I'll give it a... Craven puts one foot on. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like him. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, but not the right yeah. <laughs> The second foot on. And it starts to lower very, very slowly. Sort of I'm going to, like, get down, like, not, give me a almost on all fours okay, to sure. just kind of stay close. Check. I also love to be holding Feather Fall in case this thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Just. What are we doing? Perception? 18. 18. 14. 14. 12. Okay. So Graven's focusing a little more on keeping his weight evenly distributed because, yeah. again, no handles, no like bars. Yep. So he's just making sure that he's not going to sort of roll off the edge or anything oh like that. God. But Kiimi and Orba keep sort of a close eye on their surroundings. And before you descend below the sort of level of fog, you look off toward the tree line that you guys came from and you see some little red figures darting from tree to tree. Oh, no. And you guys are moving. Very down. slowly. You're up to, like, chest level. Yeah, can we get down? Yeah, you can get down. Uh, give down. me stealth checks. Yeah, can I have... I guess Graven was already down. Yeah, he's like... Okay, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> stealth. With everybody crowded down, it is very crowded on this platform. What is happening? Ten. What, twelve? Twelve. So you guys duck down as best you can, but even in your hunch state, you can tell that your shoulders are a little up above the level, and you hear, like, a... And a little tapping of footsteps, kind of. No. Sounds like something's getting closer. No. And you guys are moving very slowly. Right now, you could still reach the platform that has the rocks on it. Orba, Orba, Orba. Spell? Spell time? Uh, What's happening? Uh, can I cast Mage Hand and push one of the rocks off? <sighs> and immediately as the rock is pushed off, first of all, it falls. You cross your fingers. <laughs> it doesn't land on Severe and Robbie's head. But as soon as the rock gets pushed off, <laughs> sorry. You start to move a little faster. What is happening? Shadow dies. <laughs> and as thank you guys God. are moving down, yeah, thank you God. look up and you see three reptilian heads like poke their way off the side and they're looking down and they're kind of disappearing into the fog, but you catch sight of them ever so slightly and they look like they're reaching into like a pouch or a belt or something and... Shield up! Graven, shield up! I need you guys to roll initiative for me, just the three of you. Oh, oh my really god. Dang, I'm worried really? they're gonna push more rocks off of the fucking counterway. No, I understand that. Well, I, I thought cool. you were gonna cast the feather spell yeah, thing. They like too. prisoners, not dead people. Oh okay, well, that's god. comforting. <laughs> Honestly, it kind of is. 18. Nine. Wait, do we add anything? No. Uh, just... if, you, if it's initiative, you have a. Oh. Yeah, check that out. Oh, 22. 22, Kimi. Oh, I can do it. Oh, you wanna do it? Yeah, special. <laughs> um, all right, 21 to 25. 22. 22. Wait, okay. 22. Okay, Amy. Um, uh, uh, 16 to 20. 18, kobolds. Uh, uh, 19 okay. for me. Graven kobolds. So Graven kobolds, Orba. 18 kobolds. Uh, Orba, what did you get? Five. 
<laughs> Slow reflexes. Shame. All right, Kaimi, Graven, Cobalt, oh, Orba. So Lorba. you can see them starting to like wind up. You can't tell what they're throwing. It looks like they reach toward their belt and they have some little items that they might be tossing. You have your weapons with you, or you can do something. What would you like to do in the time that you have here, quickly? Um, my magical shield only protects me, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a reaction to an attack, so you don't like preemptively use. Oh it. my god, what can I do here? Like, you can fire at him. Okay, you have I a guess crossbow. I'll just. I'll guess I'll just fire my crossbow. Right. <laughs> There's basically three. We'll call them left, center, and right kobold because uh-huh. they're all peering over the edge. Which one are you aiming for? The middle one. Okay, give me an attack roll. The friend. Mm-hmm. Can he do anything to describe these things that you wouldn't say? Mm-hmm. He said lizard. He said lizard people. Twelve. Twelve <laughs> misses. <laughs> so with a little bit of the fog, you fire it up, and he ducks back. And the bolt kind of goes up past his uh, past his snout there as he ducks Sneaky back. Snout. Anything else? The snout. There's not really much you can do on the platform here, but... <laughs> can I, like, can I like really aggressively squat hide? You can attempt to hide. The fog is kind of around you. Give me a stealth mm-hmm. Ooh, I can't, can I It's hide? against their perception. Oh, okay. Fireball. Oh, 28. 28? 17? So you're hidden behind Graven, basically. Like, you kind of crouch behind Graven. What are you doing? And you can see them, like... Like sort of searching as the platform <laughs> continues to lower. Graven, what are you doing? Toll the dead on uh, middle one. Okay. <clears throat> what is that? That is a. Uh, sorry. Um, okay. I think you might be right. Yeah. Wisdom save. Wisdom yeah. saving there. Uh, natural one. Oh, that's good oh, for me. Ding, Let's see if it actually does anything to them. Four. Oh my necrotic, four necrotic damage. <laughs> that little rattling bell goes out, and you see the creature kind of scratch at its head as like yeah. the sound vibrates inside its you skull. <laughs> Anything else? No. Okay. Now the kobolds all kind of reach back, and they and these little sort of they look like a little bit of the light shines off them. They look like vials of some kind. Just being prone. Am I prone? So, yes, but they're right above you. There's no really advantage to being prone from the angle that they're throwing something at you. So, they're each, uh, they're, uh, who's, Graven was last to attack. Two of them are gonna throw a little violet Graven. One's gonna throw to Kiimi. Oh, no, it can't. You're hidden. Uh, (laughs) one at Orba. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Ooh. Uh, that's like a 21 to hit and a 18 to hit. Uh, yes, they both, nice. both hit. And, uh, sorry. Nice. Uh, 14 nice. to hit. Oh, they said nice. Ah, uh, shit. And, and they're like vials? Like they look like they're vials them? with liquid in them, yes. Close your mouth. 16, what was it? Close your uh, mouth, everyone. 14, I think it was. Shield. Shield. Yeah. No form way. Shield comes up, and the little vial push, bounces off of the shield and just... Disappears into the and fog. Uh, both of those both hit. hit. <laughs> <laughs> you take seven acid damage. Okay. And then uh, six acid damage. Oh my god. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh my goodness. Usually good at these. Remember when your shield was. Wait, wasn't your shield there for acid damage? No, not now. Wait, it changed at the. Oh, at the long rest. Uh, uh, sorry, what kind? Constitution save. Uh, 11. 11 fails, and make another one that's two for each attack, one for each attack. Oh my god. Toots. Nope. No. no. Both of them fail? Yeah. So, you get hit by these vials, and you're surprised at how kind of thin the glass is. It's made to kind of break on <gasps> contact. You feel this sort of 
burning acid sort of pour over the back of your neck, and you can see it like seep down like oh, Graven's uh, like scale mail shirt there. You can watch it sort of seep down, and it burns away at you. You are just conditioned poisoned, so you have disadvantage on ability rolls and attack rolls. Poisoned. And in addition to that, I need you to give me a religion check. Oh my god. <gasps> Who's I would rather not. Kuzni, can you hear me? check. can you hear me? Please hear me. 18. 18. As you feel that burning sensation wash over you, you bring up one of your hands, and you look at your arm, and the scars in your arm begin to glow. And you feel this uncontrollable kind of tightness in your skin and it dawns on you, this is no chimera way. poison that they're throwing in these vials. What? <sighs> and you feel what? it wash over you, and you, it, it almost, you all these memories come back. Oh my God. Oh my God. Walking through the mountains, all of the documents that you viewed, the journals, the things, they just come rushing back, and you resist the kind of... <sighs> feeling that you're sort of getting overwhelmed by all of these emotions, but your veins are glowing like white hot, like they're like a burning kind of oil running through your veins. <gasps> and it's disorienting and you start to stagger a little bit. And I need you guys to give me athletics checks as Graven no. oh my God. Yeah. starts Keep to him topple on over platform. the side of the platform. <sighs> athletics? Oh, yep. Natural one! Oh my God. Oh, oh, no, no, wait, wait, hold on, oh. she's rebelling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 12. 12. You both reach for Graven, and he's pulling you off with his weight. What are you no, doing? No, 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 no. Uh, the two of you are grabbed onto him, but he is falling off the platform. Yeah, how how much more distance do we have here? You can't see. I mean, you probably estimate you're probably halfway down, maybe a little over halfway oh, down. Oh, now would be a good time drop. to be a feather. And I'm going to let us drop. Three of you topple over the side of the platform. And she's going to she's gonna do her little feather fall spell and catch all three of us. <laughs> And you hang there in the air, sort of suspended, and you look over at Graven, his eyes kind of flickering. Graven. And that's where we're going to end. Oh! <laughs> I love it! I knew it! Oh, out, baby! <laughs> Where did they get that? Where did they get that? So feeling the sensation of something that you haven't sort of felt or thought about in a long time. The chimera poison that just brings back all of these memories, all of these deep thoughts (laughs) that have been sort of suppressed. In that moment where you're falling off that platform, given the religion check that you rolled, a few memories come back to you (laughs) that you never remembered before. Pictures and images sort of flashing through your mind before black but that's oh where we'll pick God. up where we find out what exactly what? you saw <laughs> oh no what? Graven's gonna what? want more chimera poison isn't he <laughs> <laughs> they throw more and Graven's like oh, <laughs> to catch it. hit me yeah. so Graven for those if anyone's joining late Graven has a little history with chimeras oh, as it were so oh, bringing back God. some bad memories what the f- are you guys gonna do with my Dumbass body down there. And when they come floating to the bottom, you guys are going to find nobody at the bottom as as Robbie and Sapphira have. Sorry. Thank God you guys pushed a rock on our heads after we left. That is where we're going to get If we hadn't moved, we'd get squished. What are we going to do with your dumbass body again? Drag it again behind us. That's what we did before. No, you left it before. We left you in a carriage. Robbie gets back, he sees Graven unconscious. He's like, again. (laughs) 
like a this shit again. Always asleep. Always such a sleeping alive. Get the fuck out of here. Go. That was thank you. Fucking the one good roll I had all fucking night. Oh yeah, a couple, couple. We'll talk about what images kind of float through your mind there before you black out. I, I have a negative one. I rolled a natural nineteen on that. That's oh, wow. pretty nice. Wow. Well, you have a minus one religion. Oh, that's right. As a cleric, because it's intelligence. It's a, yes. <laughs> That's your dump stat, bro. Don't go He doesn't need to know anything about religion. Just gets orders. Yep. Executes orders. <laughs> Yep. Has orders. Oh my god! All right, so here. Oh yeah. They no. see the color. Did yes, they, the glowing. They, they saw for like sure. Laser. Yeah, they don't know what the poison is yeah. because um, they never. Did not yeah, they didn't get hit by it. Anti-graven poison. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they definitely <laughs> saw. The Wait a minute! These guys have something specifically for <laughs> graven. <laughs> you knew we were coming here. Mm. That right, is where we'll pick it up next time. But before we do... Yeah, here we go. Crazy Locha did 3,000 oh. bitterinos. Oh You're a crazy Locha indeed. Jackrabbit <laughs> Power did 1,900. Graven with the bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Jackrabbit Power did 1,900 bits. GF Powers did 100 bits. Stabbing hey. Cobra did 100 bits. Crazy Locha again with 1,000 bits. And Jackrabbit oh Power with 1,000 bits. What the heck, guys? What the heck? Stabbing Cobra uh, gifted a sub. Thank you. Crazy Locha gave out five subs. Uh, Mr. Oh. Squiggles did 100 bits. Stabbing Cobra did 100 bits. Crazy Locha did another 1,000 bits. What's going on? Jackrabbit <laughs> did five community subs. Crazy Locha did five community subs. Jeremiah did 100 bits. Thank oh you so much. Goodness. GF Powers did 100 bits. Jack River Power did 1,100 bits. Crazy oh. Locha did 1,100 bits. What are you guys doing? Oh. Banish Raven gave out five community subs. What guy? Okay, this is insane. We gotta go off the middle there for a second. <laughs> Raven did a, like, Graven thing. Yeah. came back. <laughs> Jack River Power gave out five community subs. Crazy Locha gave out 10. Snapping Cobra did 50 bits. Jeremiah did 300 more bits. Squiggles did 107 bits. Snapping Cobra did 200 bits. And Pokodogo gave Bam. out a community the hype sub. Train is leaving the tracks. Bam. What you doing? Thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed a very sort of action-packed, exciting end. We're going to be a little split here as Ravi and uh, Safira hot on the trail of, of Malik, potentially, to see what he might be up to. Malik is going down. <laughs> yes. Malik doesn't know Malik what he's going to hit. Ravi just kills it, and you're like, I thought you said not to kill that guy. <laughs> it's like, no. Nah. Other... Uh, as soon as I fell unconscious, did my light like get dispelled? Oh, really? uh, no, I don't think. I think it's independent it is, of me. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it doesn't go away. It just says until dispelled. Oh no! Right? So does that mean I can't dispel it? So I just have this light up dagger. Oh no! It lasts for an hour. Oh okay. An hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it will go, it but it doesn't. It wouldn't go out just because I did. Yeah, I don't think so. I'll, I'll look at that, but yeah. it, it ends if you cast it again. Oops, sorry. Or dismiss it as an action, neither of which you did. So yeah, yeah it'll just last for an hour there. That's mm. nice. Great. Um, great. <laughs> that is where we're going to pick it up next week. Oh, boy. We say a temporary farewell to our resident Goliath. People are the, jumping uh... ship, man. They are just <laughs> out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm slowly replacing all of you. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Just be kind to my body. <laughs> no, we'll put you in You get to the bottom. Pile of rocks. You get to the bottom and Orba and Kimber are like, we're leaving. <laughs> Can we drop penises? Get to the bottom. Your paints? Penises? Oh, like camouflage me. Oh, camouflage me! Don't draw dicks on me. Like the dicks are the camouflage. That's how you blend in with the dicks. Yeah. We'll make them look like cobalt dicks. <laughs> Noted. Um, uh, that is where we're gonna pick it up. Thank you guys again so mm. much. So generous. Yeah, that's I, I can't explain. Um, oh incredible. Gosh. Look forward to more. We said before Patreon stuff, um, and we will pick it up next week. 
right where we left off, and we will say hello, goodbye to Graven, but hello to an old friend. We'll see how he factors into this. Yeah, story. I can't yeah, wait. Merlin's <laughs> gonna be down there smoking a cigarette, being like, "What took you guys what? so what what long?" No, Ravi grabs the shoulder of the person, turns him around, and Merlin to the ground. You bitch! You little bitch! Or he was at the top, and he was like, "Hey, Cobalt, take this, take this poison, throw it at that guy." They're about to throw something else. He's like, "No, no, no." That's Fire. pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time, uh, 7 o'clock, same time, yeah. Sundays. Yeah. Have a wonderful love night. We love you guys. Bye. Goodbye. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil on Tabletop Notch. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice. There's always room in our party for more adventurers near and far. Until next time, as the Ackley Elves would say, your presence is a gift. 